All right. On this week, uh, we have Danielle Gannon from Organon's Natural Market, as well as, um, well, I'll let her tell us about it in a second. Welcome, Danielle. And I also have John and Ariel here as well. Um, so welcome. Well, you got to talk into the microphone. Oh, yeah, the microphone. How are you guys? Thanks so much for having me. This is fun. Yeah, so the way I found you, well, we're familiar with your local, like, grocery um, natural market, but the way I found you was you started a kind of like a similar local spotlight podcast type um, show recently as well. Yeah. Um, Yep, I guess it was. Well, a, like a month ago, I um, started this thing called Local Spotlight with Danielle, and it's just been a dream that I've had for a long time to have my little like own little interview show. Mm-hmm. Um, from the time I was a little girl, I used to carry like my dad's big old tripod and big VHS camera up the steps in our row home and go up and set up, and I would interview like my neighbors, my parents, my friends, and um, I always wanted to have my own show, and I, um, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Why not? I know so many people around here, kind of like you said earlier, like I grew up around here. I know so many people, um, you know, local business owner. So why not go with it? And um, I just started kind of spearheading some of the people that I know and getting them on. And really the big piece of what has kind of gotten that off the ground, I went on the tales of like the reopen Bucks County, because right now that's such a major thing. So, so many businesses, as we know, just coming off the heels of the coronavirus and all of the shutdown has been so many people and so many friends and family members of mine that own local businesses have been closed for what, 90 plus days, 120 Mm -hmm. days. Some of them are not going to be able to reopen or they're really struggling to stay open. Some were awarded the PPP loan, some were not. However, it it all panned out for all of them. They're all struggling in their own way. And um, I'm on this Facebook page called Reopen Bucks, which is for a lot of local businesses and a lot of local just patrons that agree that like something has to change here. Like Governor Wolf is kind of, you know, in the beginning, we were all really adherent to the rules and the policies, but at this point, it's gotten to such a extent that nobody had any green light, no idea of when things were going to change, and so there's a movement happening there, and um, I jumped on that and have been interviewing people just kind of dis- to discuss what that has done to their business, their family, and then where they want to go from do here. Do you think people would have done things differently if they would have come out and instead of like teased us with like it's gonna be two weeks then it's gonna be another two weeks then it's gonna be 30 days do you think people would have done things differently or there could have been a better conversation if they would have said look it's probably going to be like 60 days based on what other countries have done Mm -hmm. right like i just think people could have done things you know been more prepared for it yeah totally to have some sort of um a gauge some sort of gauge, you know, to say like, okay, this is this is a roundabout time frame that we're going to be having to at least stay closed till, you know. I don't so think any, I don't think anybody that. knew that because nobody knew anything and still continues to know. And like everybody okay. projects, like they know something. What was mismanaged in the beginning of all this is the and is very un-American and what has led to like everything that's going on now. In my opinion, is they just said stay home. Mm-hmm. There was no real like. This is the reason why, like, it was just stay home. It was very forceful. It wasn't really, they didn't, had they said, hey, look, this virus is out here. We believe, if, you know, to increase your chances of this, like, you should stay home based upon this. Like, I guarantee you people would have done it voluntarily. Right. With not a whole lot. 
Look how easy it is to get people to stay home if it, it might snow. <laughs> That's right. true. Mm-hmm. And the same type of things happening. Everyone's running to the grocery store and getting everything they need in a panic mode. Yeah, I, I just think that like people wanted to follow. They wanted to be safe and all of the businesses as well. And everybody really was like taking the precautions they needed to take initially. Um, but it just got to a point where it was like, you know, everybody's just stuck with really nothing. And then even like the numbers, if you look at the numbers and you read the science and you see what's actually, you know, happening, it, it, you know, it's, it's gotten to a point where I just think people are, they're ready, you know, and and they want to take the precautions and it's not about like being irresponsible. It's about doing it in a responsible way, getting back out there and being responsible, but also still being able to carry on with life. Because mm-hmm. to stay in, and you know, I come at it from a different perspective too, with like you have to have your own immune system built up in order to defend yourself against all kinds of things that are going to come at you, right? I mean, nobody's every talking year, about that. Nobody's talking about that. Every single year, like I made these videos actually for a senior care company um, out west right when this all started because they were going through a lot of problems and they had a lot of issues. And um, unrelated to the COVID. It, well, it was somewhat connected to that too, but it was basically like, you know, everybody was just staying home and, and nobody was talking about like what we can do to like make sure that we're boosting our own immune system, why we're staying home so that when we go back out, we can be safe and we can combat the viruses. And a much better, your, your body is a much more sophisticated system than a mask. I, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like all about like taking I hope all we can greens all agree on that. Yeah, yeah, so it's about ingesting all the right stuff, taking the right supplements and all of the right greens and, um, you know, just making sure that your your system is boosted to a point where then you can deflect it. Or if you do get it, it's not going to take you down. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all going to get something at some point. Um, For sure. So. And do For you guys, sure. you guys probably have a, on your organics natural market, you have a big vitamin section. Or a sex, do you also have helpful information for people or resources for people to go so that they can figure out what they need? What do you suggest for that? You mean in terms of like coronavirus, if someone comes in, or just, just in general? Just in general to be healthy. And yeah. How do you promote health within so that? So there are a number of different um, people that are employed in that area that stand in there and they, you know, are a wealth of knowledge. They know all kinds of different things and you basically go up, they sit at a podium, you know, there's always someone sitting there at the podium with their laptop and then customers can go and say, you know, Hey, I need X, Y, and Z for this ailment, or I have ingrown toenails or I have, you know, um, athlete's foot or the flu it's flu season. What can I do to combat that? And then there's all these holistic and homeopathic remedies that they can do to boost their system. So that's what people are usually doing. This has just been like a complete turn of events and such a fear-based thing that everybody's so afraid that they just thought that like the only way to kind of combat it is to not leave the house so um you know so here we are so now we're all moving and grooving again and we'll see what happens i just hope that we stay moving around and not get stuck oh i think i back home i think people are going back we if you you go drive past any of the outdoor restaurants any time of the week, they're all like, I yeah, think some I people are going to share, you know, whatever. I remember when Ariel found your store, how excited she was <laughs> yeah. about like, because we had come out of the city and there's a lot more like organic yeah. and yeah. health more options for sure. centric people in the city. What, what led you or like take us down the path that led you into organics? So, um, my husband and I were, let's see, back in 
I got pregnant in uh, 2011, and at that time, um, we belonged to a um, like a co-op, like a farm co-op, and mm-hmm. we were getting where you can go farm together with other people and share. And well, we didn't like do that part. We just picked the box up every two weeks. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but I know yeah. there's there's options too, where you can also like you know, but that wasn't the way this one worked. But Lar- um, levels of participation yeah. vary. Yeah, <laughs> and I actually think that sounds nice, but um, I never had the opportunity to do that. But yeah, so basically, we were picking up all these different fruits and vegetables and started kind of like digging. That was the beginning of the rabbit hole for us for, um, you know, the big picture of kind of like what's going on and, and what the best route is to take. And so it started with organic food and we started getting into health and wellness and eating organic. And then when I was pregnant, we started researching a lot of other things like about... Um, like gut health and yeah, things like that. Things like that. Um, and just kind oh, of... Yeah, also, like, developmental things for kids. Exactly. Exactly. Things that are related to how can I make sure that my body is in the best possible, you know, case to harbor and hold and host a really healthy baby. Yeah. And then when that baby comes out, how do I make sure that the baby grows and develops in the best way? And so that really is a Pandora's box of information oh, sure. when you go there. So that kind of, you know, opened up a lot of doors and a lot of things. And then... um after a couple of years, we were like, we actually had a, we, we graduated Penn State. I had a journalism degree. He had a psychology degree. We moved to Las Vegas, got into sales and real estate. And um, we came back here in 07 and opened a black car limousine service, which it's funny because there was no Uber then, thank God. Mm. Um, <laughs> so we got out of that just in time. But um, so we were like, because when we came here, there was, we like, we grew up in this area, but when we came back, we were so used to being in Vegas where it was like black cars everywhere, yeah. cabs everywhere, you know, you hop that in, go sense. down to the strip, whatever, have fun. And there was nothing like that here. And so it was like really scary to like even go into like a barrow and have a couple drinks or get dinner and whatnot and get home safe. They're waiting for you. So, yeah. Exactly. So we're like, this is crazy. So we um, kind of put some some credit together, got a couple of town cars on the road and grew that. And then um, we had that black car limousine service and I was working for a senior care company and then um, started having babies and then sold the black car limousine service because it was just getting to be like a burnout thing, 24-7, mm-hmm. phones ringing. And um, then we're like, what do we want to do that would resonate with where we're at and that feels good you know what what like aligns with exactly where we're at and what we'd want to raise our children with and through a turn of events it it turned into the store it wasn't you have a great location it is well and that's so funny because it wasn't originally we were going to go into this like 2500 square foot space in warminster which would have totally not been the same space right no it wouldn't mm-hmm. been and um it we ended up calling a wow cow at the time looking to see if we could carry their ice cream when we were considering this other oh, space. Okay. Love their ice cream. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So they're in the same spot. Yeah, great ice cream, neighbors of ours. We wanted to get, like, all local people in our in our place. And then this guy's like, you know what? you got to come down here. There's a space that's going up for rent. Like, next week, you'd be great here. And it seemed, like, overwhelming and a little bit, like, scary to even think about because it was triple the size. But we're like, all right, let's go look at it. Went, checked it out, you know, met the landlord. He's just been in Bucks County his whole life, you know, regular mom and pop, like kind of guy is there every day, great family. So we're like, you know what? All right, go big or go home. If we, if we go bust, we go bust, but at least we went and tried it and, you know, kind of went, um, for balls to the wall. 
And we did. And seven years later, here it is. It's still standing, doing really well. And a second one is on the verge of opening now in Doylestown. Were you quick to identify, like how long were you in the black car service business? Like from the time you identified it going downhill to Mm -hmm. leaving? It was actually, we were there, I think we had it for maybe, let's see, 2000 and maybe like three years. Mm. And it never was going downhill at the time. It was only increasing. It, mm. it was really, really, we, we decided to put it up for sale just because it was kind of just all consuming. And mm-hmm. that's why. And then when we put it up for sale within like a week's time, someone wanted to buy it. And we were like, all right, well, now what? You know, now what do we do? So that led us to this. And um, it was really based on wanting to create a community of people that we could relate to and have these kinds of conversations. That's Mm -hmm. what it was like founded on is like getting back to like the country store. Yeah. And like having creating a community of like minded people that have like a space to talk alternative thinking. You know, because that's kind of the root of organic food, really. If you think about it, it's like what's being done to our food conventionally and how it's being processed and what's being sprayed on it and the government subsidies and all of that. That's like a whole other a whole other thing. Yeah, we could do another (laughs) podcast on it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it all ties back to just like, you know, doing what's right and understanding what goes into really like – what we're what we're all here and what we're all doing. Yeah, I think with the coronavirus, people have become much more conscious of where the food comes from because yeah. I think it was in the news and most people don't understand where the chicken comes from that's in the grocery store or, no. or where other things come from. And um, just with it being spotlighted, like the whole plant shut down that supplied X number of percent of the meat, you know, mm-hmm. to everyone, the organic store seems like it could be the route for the future because it's local, it's locally sourced. So the question, like, how do you locally source what goes in your store? How do you decide all that? Well, the, basically there's local vendors, there's local farms. And so the, you know, we start with them. We start with the local people closest to home for vegetables and um, for produce and for meats. But then, and there is actually like at this point, like when we very first opened, we started actually like individually speaking to the farmer and doing all of that. But what happens now is there's a more local distributor that distributes local, you know, the local mm-hmm. stuff. So it kind of makes it a little easier. Somebody stepped up to be the middleman. Exactly. And um, in Got some cases, that's really needed because otherwise at the, at the point where we're at, where the size and the growth and everything, it's gotten to such a point where it's like if we had to be on the phone every day with someone different. It just isn't sustainable. That's and a full time job. Yeah. 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 That's why I don't know how a lot of those, like you see a lot of the, like the Michelin star chefs that source their own food that they prep because they want like the note, like, in order to make oh, the special yeah. dish. I'm like, who has the time to be a head Haven't chef like and drive out into the country and get this, get the yeah. right like eggplant you need? Like, dude, <laughs> right. get just out of here. You don't you do that. It, yeah, you don't you do cut, that. You saw it in the movie with Brad Cooper or whatever that movie's called. Watched, what's that? Um, I don't know what movie you're talking about. That's great. Table? What is that? It was the chef's table chef's with... Chef's table uh, is like a Netflix 
um, like a docu series. No, they, like ma- they, they made a movie. The Bradley Cooper was in, going for a Michelin star, <laughs> and after he got done cooking, no it's one else knows this movie. It's six a.m. Sounds like Bradley Cooper's first first ever movie. You guys are crazy. It's a great movie, but he would wake up at six a.m. and go to the he'd go to the seafood market and pick up. So you just got to work twenty four hours. That's how they do it. They just don't sleep. Michelin. You guys are gonna find new movie to watch. I am gonna look for that one tonight. I do like Bradley Cooper. Yeah, there you go. It's called, it's called Burnt. It's Burnt? A, yeah, it's a great movie. Burnt. Burnt. Hmm. Let's see, 2015. Let's see what the let's see what the ratings are here, people. It only got 28% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. No. It's fucking great. No. It's a great movie. 28% on Rotten That's Tomatoes so sounds bad. Rotten Tomatoes oh don't gosh. know what they're talking about. I think they do. <laughs> I like. I really do think they do. Okay, I'll make a deal. If you <laughs> watch the movie and hate it, I now have to watch a movie that you think I'm gonna hate. Well, I'm actually in. <laughs> I'm actually in a movie club. So oh, you're I going down the wrong hill, dude. <laughs> port, abort. Oh, no, no I'm, I'm that, I'm that confident if, that that movie's good. What if I make everyone watch it, and I will? I'll give you a consensus if everyone liked it or Boom. not liked it. That's yep. that's fair and unbiased. Ariel is a just ruler. She rules her kingdom fair and justly. <laughs> she brought in five peers to review your movie. <laughs> she, you're not going to get. You're going to get Ariel's full analysis on Monday. I'm standing I, by the movie. I will tell you that this is at least sixty-one percent lower than any other movie that's been in the movie club. Shit, let's on double down and do. A, let's do a podcast on it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are in for something. So I'd imagine being, you know. I'm I mean, Bradley looks excellent in this movie. I'd like to. I'm going to copy does. that haircut. He does. I'm just. Kidding. You're almost. <laughs> He's there. a local Bucks County resident. I heard. Is he? Is yeah, he? He lives like currently. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, he yeah, he has. Back. He has. Oh my god. Let's go. We'll find him. We'll find him. You can invite him to the podcast. I heard. Yes. Maybe needs a, I heard hey, he needs uh, a no, I'm going to get him on local spotlight. No, I see. We'll you do, could we'll try. Do a, we'll piggyback. We'll you do could that. try, <laughs> but Preston and Steve have been trying to get Bradley Cooper on 93 MMR Morning really? Show for like years. years. Yeah, but really? We're way cooler he will than they not are. go on. Why? He won't even call we're them so back. Much cooler. I don't know. Oh, I wonder. Yeah, we are. We're, we're, we're intellectuals. We're I think if you smarter. were like, hey, we have a I'm podcast smart. and beers. Yes. Maybe he would come. He yeah, would come. come on. Let's assess Actually, the situation. I don't think he drinks. We got okay, a cool just, table. Just kidding. <laughs> we got beer. We have a giant water. He, she just said he doesn't drink. We do have. We have water. Oh, oh okay. He, yeah. drink, he probably drinks water. What do you mean he doesn't drink? He I don't I don't. A haircut know. like that? Danielle said he didn't drink. I don't know. Maybe he used to drink. I don't know him He kicked it. Yeah. That's what I heard. But anyway. So back to source and food. Sorry, sorry for the <laughs> no the the local spotlight. Yeah, how long have you been doing that? <clears throat> oh my gosh, she's right coughing. She has time. it. She has it. So the Rona last year. Oh God. So last year I uh, started doing it. I guess January of last year. So it's twenty twenty. So like January of twenty nineteen, I started doing some of this kind of stuff. Um, basically, by starting to open. We, we started this thing called um, Give, which was like a give back program at the store where it was a roundup. So everybody that came to the register would have the opportunity to round their bill up and um, donate to a local charity. Mm-hmm. So what I was doing was I was going out every month and interviewing these local charities. And, you know, we were handpicking ones that were important to us and that seemed really cool. Um, so I was interviewing those people. So it started there. Then I... Um, honed in on like the different distributors and the different people like love chocolates like luv um luv superfoods basically 
And it's this woman, Lisa, who lives in Doylestown, and she started this superfood chocolate company. And it's like a really cool story, really cool lady, really like really cool aspect. So I went out, interviewed her. Then I did like LUHV Love Foods, which is this woman, Sylvia, who owns a place in Hatboro, and she, her and her husband also own a place in um, Cafe Con Leche in Newtown. Mm-hmm. Oh, no way. But they, they've like created this whole vegan um, – burger and soups and things that they now freeze and package and are now distributing worldwide. So, you know, anyway, did her. So what I started doing was I originally started it basically just with like the vendors that I knew locally and kind of spotlighting them and and that. And then this year I branched off and I'm just doing it, you know, separate from that. And it's basically just to hone in on like people, their dreams, local entrepreneurs, and keeping that whole American spirit alive of like, what is your dream and why? And then seeing people that actually follow through with it and make something of their life. So I started with um, Greenstraw Smoothies last week. Yeah, I saw you interviewed Jim Worthington. And then I did Jim Worthington yesterday or two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I did Kathleen at the Pro Shop, Kelly at Greenstraw, and then Jim on uh, Monday. And I've got a couple other ones lined up and it's fun. I mean, I feel like the list is endless because I know so many people personally, but then I'm not, you know, afraid to reach out to anybody and say, hey, would you, like you did, you know, let's sit down and talk and what made you want to do this and why and where are you going with this idea and what can we expect from you next and anything you want to share with people that have a dream that, because how many of us, like you guys are entrepreneurs and you're business owners, but like how many of your friends and family do you know that, sat on their dream and never followed through with it that like were too afraid to really take those steps or maybe had that safe nine to five with their pension and this and that and the other thing. And so they never leaped into it. But like for the people who did, it's really cool. It's like a really, they're inspiring and it's a really cool story to say, hey, I followed my dream and I went after it. So that's kind of what this is like in both ways for me. It's like, this is my dream to do this. And I want to interview people who, it was their dream too. And now they're making something of it. So yeah, that's cool. I bet it probably does resonate with a lot of people that were sitting on their dreams. Like it's a good outlet for them to hear different ideas or yeah, things like that. Or kind of give them like the inspiration. I know right now is like a weird time because of like the reopen and it's, it's focusing a lot more on like a little bit of the sad part about owning a business, I guess, is what it's been the past couple, kind of just focusing on the hardships that go into mm-hmm. having a business at a time like this. But um, the ultimate thing is it'll evolve and mm-hmm. then it'll evolve into, you know, more so like the good aspect or who knows what it'll evolve into. I have no clue. I just was like, let me just take the first leap into it and see what comes of it. You never know who could, you know, reach out or what'll change. Sure. Yeah. And one day maybe it'll monetize, which would be nice too. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> oh, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's something we can definitely talk about later for sure. Figuring out how to monetize your, your show. Cause I definitely think it's, you, you have the connections locally, you have the local business, you have the foot traffic into your business you could probably just stand in at the front door of your store for a week and just shaking people's hands coming in the door you could probably meet enough people to have a, a year's, year's worth, worth of show info. right yeah I mean and I, I just I grew up around here that that aside because like I wouldn't 
I mean, I could do that, but obviously I wouldn't want to harass them. But oh I, no, I'm just yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just I saying know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. But hey, yeah, I'm Danielle. Like, I, I, you don't know me, but <laughs> listen, come on the call show. me later. I need to do a local spotlight on you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I grew up here, so it's like I just feel like from even being a customer of so many places and just going to grade school, high school, college with everybody around here, I feel like I know a lot of people to just call and say, hey, want to do a local spotlight. But reaching out to some other people like Jim Worthington was a little bit out of my comfort zone. I didn't know him. and um, It was probably pretty easy to get a hold of him, though. <laughs> Are you kidding? I mean, <laughs> if you know the right people. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do, I did know, I do know somebody that works with him. So, yeah, that did help. But um, I feel like he's a pretty accessible guy. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Very um, down to earth. And, you know, he's like his story is kind of like the beginning of what so many other people are. Right. And now he's been doing it for 39 years. So now he's, you know, got a lot going on. Yeah, I definitely I definitely want to get him on the show. I'm scared, but like we'll we'll lay it, we'll be after honest. He he gets we'll, back up and running. Well, no, dude, we'll be honest We're with you. I'm scared again. to have him on the show though, because we do with this one time situation at the knack. The bathing suit dryer oh shocked me, oh and no. he, dude, I left I left a review because I like tried to get someone to like be like, hey, I'm in construction. This is kind of important. You might want to look into this and. I personally didn't feel like anybody <laughs> looked into it, whether or not they did or not. So I like right. was like, "Hey, nobody's getting back to me." So I wrote a review. Oh boy, I heard about it from from Jim. Oh, they reached. Uh, they all reached out to me very quickly. Uh, Jim Mr. didn't reach out to Mr. me. Mr. Man, I really appreciate it. Can if you, you take it down? The, move, move this review. <laughs> the review. They didn't ask me to remove it, but they were very like, "Hey, what's up with your review?" And I'm like, "Well, hey, I own a business too." I don't understand your reaction to this. <laughs> Educate me. <laughs> your dryer shocked me. So the whole thing is if he came on the show, that w is definitely coming up. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be hilarious. Because I've seen that man. We go to the NAC, and I've seen him. I'm in, I'm incredibly impressed with him as an individual from what he started at is like yeah. to, to what he is now. It's irrefutable. Anybody that says anything negative towards that uh, just mm -hmm. doesn't understand what it takes to get to that level. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also see him, like, in the middle of him working out, he'll be, like, picking up pieces of trash or, like, right. reorganizing the weights. Like, right. he's always a mover. and Like, still the, humble. Yeah, he's, it's obvious when you own a business of that caliber, or get, you just, you can't argue with the fact that he's, like, I, I was literally in the bathroom one time, and he came in, he was wiping down the sinks. Right. And I looked at him, and I was like, whatever I've heard about this man ever, <laughs> I just forgot it all because yeah. as a business owner yeah like i like the fact that he's this big and he's still in the bathroom making sure the bathroom's clean i was like i've got nothing bad to say I think about he does ever nobody looks oh yeah for sure i you I know. you can't get the to that make noise because falls. because your character is how you are when nobody's looking and you don't get to that size in business by only doing it right when people are watching yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. Because we wouldn't we wouldn't be where we are yep. if it was only when I was making my Instagram stories. Because then we'd, we'd, we'd be on a renovation project. One renovation project would probably take us a year and a half, two years. Mm. Yeah. Shots not fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree, though. I agree. You, you got to respect any and business I, that's I like that. That's why I stories. saw your spotlight and I was like, hmm. Yeah. Somebody else has taken the time to notice people we're noticing. Yeah. 
I love that story. I love I love all those kinds of stories, like all those, you know. It just makes cool you, when you them, get great. up and, and work. Yeah, it does. And you just are like, you know what, like anything is attainable if you actually just have the vision and cast it and then every day take steps towards it. That's mm-hmm. all you, it is. Did you ever feel with the with the market that there was like a tipping point where you were so close to like, all right, let's just throw in the towel, not to keep going, but then you like push through that one obstacle and then all of a sudden it was like, wow, like this is much better. Like did a you pinch, ever, pinch Did you points. have like a pinch point in your in your business? I th- yeah, I mean, in the beginning, like the first couple of years, it was um, it was it was a struggle. It wasn't easy at all to make money because you know we always used to joke and say you have to sell a lot of food to make a little bit of money because right. it's all based on a very small margin because it's organic, so it's already expensive to purchase yeah. than to resell it. And um, what happened was in the beginning, we didn't know, you know, what we quickly found out, which was we were originally going off of like MSRP, which is like the suggested price. Right. And so right before we opened our doors, I was walking the aisles like the day before and I'm looking at everything and I'm like, oh my God, like how are people going to shop here? Like there was peanut butter for $30. There was like, (laughs) (laughs) it was, was, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, like I don't know if this is going to work out. Like are we like hitting (laughs) ourselves here? Because like I don't think we could shop here (laughs) like if we wanted to. And um, so, but quickly we, we learned that it was, that you know, we were, we were doing it we didn't do it the right way at the rollout, which so that kind of took us some time to catch up on before because then we ended up joining an association for natural food um, stores. That was my other question. How do you get purchasing power if you're just one store? Yeah, so we're involved in a um, we're involved in an organization called Independent Natural Food Association. Um, Infra is the uh, the letters, but it's basically like an organization that allows us to purchase with all of the other independents around the country so it's um it's a really really wonderful access really to us because um they do all kinds of different things where they you know they have like the first the biggest thing is obviously the buying power that you have from being a part of it because then you Mm -hmm. buy as like a big box store buys but you're all buying together there's like a contract that's negotiated with different distributors right. so that you can stay in the game with the giants and Wegmans and this and that. Otherwise you could never, mm-hmm. um, because you just couldn't potentially, you know, you, you would never be able to sell your cereal versus what giant up the store was if you weren't involved in something like this. So it took us a little bit of time to learn about that group, be a part of it and then start rolling that out. And then once we did, things started to really change, but it took a couple of years before it was starting to, we were starting to see the light. Cause initially I think it was a little bit like, uh Oh, like <laughs> we're in knee deep here, but you know, we did push through it we found out more, learned more and then shift it with the times and, and now it's it's really good. And the community played a huge part of that because the community like gravitated towards us because we were a local family owned business. Mm-hmm. And it was always like seeing those, you know, seeing me running around the store after my three kids and and walking down the aisle, nursing them and like one's running outside with ice cream and the other one, you know, it was just as chaotic as it was. Now that I look back at that, I see that that was like the building blocks of what made it so special and why people wanted to be a part of it, wanted to come because I had all the, the all the moms, you know, all the crunchy moms and all coming and guests. parking me lot filled with Subarus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and Priuses. <laughs> yes, and don't forget the yeah. Prius. <laughs> don't hate. But it was, um, yeah, it was, it was, that was kind of, I think, like, it did. It, did, it didn't happen overnight. I know what you mean. Like, there's always something where it's like a pivot moment where you're like, geez, are we just going to fold here or do we just push through it? And then all of a sudden something wonderful yeah, unfolds. Businesses have that as they, as they grow and they ha- probably have it multiple times as you grow, whether you keep expanding or do you just stay and contract or like, you know, you have to make that decision consciously as you go. And anyone that just think it happens naturally and doesn't, you know, look like a roller coaster is yeah, exactly. lying to themselves. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't always go straight up from there. <laughs> That's do, for sure. Do you feel like you've seen like an uptick in customers since the coronavirus has been happening? I'm imagining yeah. like all grocery stores have been like inundated with people. Yeah, for sure. The um, like obviously like it's an essential business, so it was one mm. of the only things that was really allowed to be left open initially. Sure. And so people even initially, it was like everybody was coming and hoarding all kinds of different stuff. I mean, like day one, I went in and I was like, because I usually will like send a list of like things to come home. Mm -hmm. And then that I'm like, I can't wait for like the end of day to get my list home because the stores or the shelves were just getting, you know, emptied because people were freaking out. So I went and I grabbed a bunch of things and then, um, from that point on, it was busy like all through March, April, May. It was probably at its all-time high. Wow. Because yeah. it was – even if people weren't – once they got out of the fear of that first couple of weeks of hoarding food and, and personal products – Paper towels. And Seriously. toilet paper. It became, um, it became more of like a uh, – just a place to go. People wanted to get yeah. out. So they want to get out, you know. Yeah. I didn't because I – you know, have my three kids at home and I didn't look because it just is chaotic and it was chaotic going there, like with the mask, going anywhere right now. With kids with masks. Yeah. Like they want to go back to school with masks. No. That's going to last about two seconds. How old are your kids? They're three, seven and um, nine. Mm, Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's mm. weird. That's that's weird. That's the same <laughs> age as my kids. Is it and, really? And oh, Deb's kids. It's and brutal. We know so many people with that same. Oh, God. It's no. lovely. <laughs> <laughs> How's the three-year-old for you? She's an animal. Oh she's, my gosh, I know. Just, Especially being the third. I think she went in timeout for swearing the other day. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was our third podcast listener. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Send me did, you, an email. did you run into shortages of, of things that you would have expected to be able to get and that you're still in the in the supply chain that you're still struggling to get? Um, I mean, you know, I got to be honest at this point, I'm not there, um, every day. I'm not, I'm not there much anymore. Um, but cause I'm home with my children. Um, but there is a team of people that are running it and then Jim is running the business. Um, and it's basically, yes. I mean, I know is even like on a customer side, when I place my order online, I'll put in for all these different things. And then what ends up coming a lot of times are alternatives or sometimes it's just, you know, it's not in. So there's definitely things like a lot of the frozen foods, like frozen pizza, um, for any type of frozen breads or frozen Mm. things that people could stock up on, they're like out and they were out for months. I'm not sure I can take any more shortages of paper towels. You know what? I think those Trump, are back. I don't understand why it took him four <laughs> months. Trump Trump wanted to make masks. They should have made paper towels an emergency. Yeah. yeah. We already had the Cause, fascist cause conversation. We're three kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we go through like a roll of paper 
files a day. Oh, it's I, not know, good. I know. You can only tell companies to make so many things before somebody's like, yo, stop telling us what to do. Yeah. Do we make paper towels in America? I was listening to I the, don't even know. Well, I was listening to the Joe Rogan Jocko Willing podcast, and they were talking about how, like, everything has been shipped overseas to make. So, like, a lot of goods mm-hmm. in America, like, companies don't even know how to make. So, it's like... Don't well, know can, how to make paper can, towels. Do they? I don't know. I don't know yeah, how to make paper towels. Yeah, if so you, like, if I'm not sure. Yeah. If you want a good listen, the the Jocko podcast where they have the guy who started Origin Main, they're like jujitsu gi clothing boot making company now. What is a gi? I've always a wondered. Gi? Yeah. It's like uh, I've always wondered. It's like karate pajamas. <laughs> Like the white, it's kicking ass. Like if like you want to wear a pajamas but kick ass, so can I wear them around the house? Just white like karate suit. You go outside. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but they, the whole story, Spark Notes. They wanted to make geese in America because the one dude's designs kept getting stolen, getting stolen by um, Chinese manufacturers, which happens to everybody mm. in manufacturing. And so they found a loom somewhere down in the Carolinas. They craned it. They demolished a comp building, I think, to take this loom out of the building, got it all the way up to Maine, somehow got it reassembled. Like what this color thing was am I? rusted apart. You're white. Um yeah. color. And um he had to go find someone. There was like three guys <laughs> in America left that um knew even how to run this machine. Oh my gosh. So right. there was only four people. Alive like that could that could literally right. know how to make the machine move. And this, if you've ever seen a mo- like a, a, loom. a loom, like yeah. there are so many pieces yeah. moving. So the fact that somebody wanted to make cotton so bad in America again that they went through two years plus, probably tons of money, just to get the machine running to learn to make geese. Such nice geese. Wow, that's kind of like a chef suit. But now they make boots. They they they've yeah. vastly expanded, but their whole thing was like made in America. Like the whole the whole thing is made in America. The yeah, cotton's picked yeah. in America. Everything. Yeah, that's amazing. You're seeing a lot more of that and a lot of like the organic stuff like the products like even the cotton oh, and all sure. like the paper towels, the toilet paper, yeah. or the feminine products, they're all made in America. They're mm-hmm. all organic cotton and I don't know how you begin <clears throat> going about making it, but What's the difference I know between it's organic here. and yeah. non-organic cotton. Isn't cotton cotton? Well, it's sprayed with pesticide. Yeah. Mm. So the biggest thing is like especially for like, you know, women using those kinds of things it's vaginal kind of, products you want to make sure yeah you want to make sure that you're using or it's better Organic, yeah. yeah damn not trying to get yeah. cancer and pesticides well that was the, the that was areas but, no. but what is the misconception <laughs> with like G- gmo seeds isn't there a slight misconception with genetically modified seeds because like they make seeds that are drought are drought resistant Right, if you want to defer this in the, to in the Midwest, I don't know if you know anything more about if that. If you're not a biologist, it's fine. No, don't no, worry. I, I know a little bit about it. Um, so you're saying, like, why would they? Why, why would you genetically would you, modify something? No, no, I understand why they oh, would. Gen- okay. But why would you advertise non-GMO? Oh, okay. Because GMO doesn't necessarily mean it's not good for you. Right. It, well, it kind of does because. Well. <laughs> okay, tell me. It means it's genetically modified. That. So, but I'll the argument would be get to it. If right, you're, you're in Iowa it. and you get no rain, don't you want to order the corn seed that like does well with no rain? But the thing is, is that the way the, the, the so it's a seed 
that is genetically made in a lab. And I understand what you're saying. Like it, it maybe has water or however they create the seed so that it, um, can grow in right. that type of environment would give them more crop and make it more sustainable. So in that way, they that's the argument with the GMO thing is that we created genetically modified, you know, ingredients so that it can feed more people and so that we can feed the feed the world and this that or and the grow other where necessary. Maybe not right. Grow the problem. The problem with that is when you the way they genetically modify those things they they decrease and increase what they're doing is they're increasing or decreasing the supplementary needs of that seed or plant. So if like you need so much phosphate, like all the nitrogen, all of like your fundamental plant pyramid food building blocks, like whatever they call that. I'm sure there's some fancy level one of expert, right? (laughs) Periodic table. Yes. Periodic table. Chemistry. Do they naturally select no, so GMOs? No. Well, I mean, you you could, but that'd be you doing your job as a farmer. Selecting a so genetic... So what yeah. ends up happening is you pick, you know, species A, which requires less water, which takes in... Because it's taking in substrate or less nutrient of this, but then because it has lower nutrient X, all of a sudden this bug over here is like attacking the plant because the plant doesn't have the immune system requirements. So, so are you saying GMOs have more pesticides and require more? No, I'm saying you duck a punch, you still might get hit by another punch. So like the whole thing, the whole fundamental problem with modifying things and playing God is mm-hmm. you think you are a short-sighted human being. You're the same thing with our government is like, you think by doing such actions, you will complete or solve your problem, but you really just unearth or expose or create more problems so like you're not really solving that's the problem with so like you you think you're doing yourself a favor and then next thing you know you have a plant lantern flies that's yeah so you have problems that you don't know how to fix because it's something and now you're like oh my god now i've got this this now this super bug emerges because your plant it can Mm -hmm. be eaten by exactly but also like to go back to that like most crop like we shouldn't be able to eat strawberries all year round right like they're supposed to be meant in a in a certain yeah, but most strawberries they paint, right, and they dye them. Well, that's my point. But also, like watermelon's supposed to have seeds. Like you could just pick the seeds out. Like mm-hmm. we can get gem- genetically modified watermelon without seeds. And mm-hmm. yeah, of right. course that's easier. But does it taste better? Does it like what is it giving you? Is it giving you the same amount of nutrients? It probably started as a marketing play. Check out this seedless uh, watermelon. Yeah, it's probably saving lives. Totally. How many people didn't die from watermelon seeds? That's what you I'm definitely choke on some watermelon <laughs> seeds. Well, Somebody maybe. campaigned and lobbied because but they were strawberries have sucked lately. Why, well, okay, why I'm just giving you an example. No, I agree of with like, you. <laughs> but I, also, I, I wish I, I wish strawberry seasons were better because last year it was. Well, they're. I mean, but we just got. The family that I babysit for just got strawberries from. They went and like pick your own at yeah. Shady Brook. That if you put that next to a store bought strawberry, you can immediately oh, taste I and agreed. tell the difference. I used to grow them at my it's house. Crazy. It, was, it was wonderful. And it's a short. It's a short season. So and they're like, and they're, they're small. The yield big, small. But yeah. They're, they're then, packing but they the taste power. amazing. But yeah. then if you have a regular strawberry from the store, you're like. Well, it's okay. It tastes like a strawberry, I guess. Yeah, yeah but they, it's just they, it's very different. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with. I know there's definitely a difference between organic strawberries and painting <laughs> strawberries so that they look red in the store because they do that. But I just didn't – I wanted to understand from people who probably knew more than I did about GMOs a little bit about what's what's the harm. And if you, what if you naturally selected 
the corn stalks that got bigger in that climate, and you just kept producing those seeds, and then you kept breeding those seeds. Like, would you? Well, that's what farmers do. The, the so, so that's what they that's why they call them GMOs. No, Be, no, because no, like if you're using a species of plant that's native to your area, which you should be, and then the farmers aren't necessarily what they should be doing is adding the necessary nutrients directly to the soil if it's not in there, which yeah. they do, soil sure. tests, or they rotate the crops. Yeah, so they'll like roast soybeans and that'll suck so all the nutrients out and then, yeah. Yeah, so when you start modifying things, you just make things weaker. I d- guess I didn't understand they were doing it in a lab. I thought they were just naturally, over the years, plants were just out there well, fucking just... yeah. That's what you're. That's you what just I thought <laughs> corn stalks were out there. I'm gonna mate this one corn stalk with the other. <laughs> it's like, come seed. on, Jeffrey. Susan's ready. She's a. She's a. She's a, 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 a Southern Alabama stalk. Like, what are you talking about? Get out of here. We have ladies present. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey's ready. Most, oh, most corn is. No, every. I'm gonna drive past all these corn stalks, and I'm just not. Uh, we we live in cornfield nation. Oh, I'm just gonna see eyes. corn just making out when I'm driving home now. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. All the corn. Is, most corn yeah, is genetically modified. It. Can you look up that um, restaurant in Philadelphia, the um, taco place that we like, that we watch the lady on Chef's Table? Shout out to that lady. I can't remember her name. Shout She's out awesome. to the lady we don't know. Um, but there's this uh, restaurant in Philadelphia, and um, this woman, I think she came from Mexico, opened this restaurant. They have by far the best, uh, like most authentic Mexican food. Oh. Um, it's he's looking it up. Elvez? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Just kidding. Uh, South Street, uh, South Philly Barbacoa. Yeah, That's South it. Philly Barbacoa. It's oh. incredible. But she um, went to Mexico and look she at this. It is thirteen hundred, one thousand three hundred twenty nine <laughs> Google reviews. Oh, it's four point seven percent. Amazing, That's amazing. But she, um, we watched Chef. She was on an episode of Chef's right. Table, and she brought specifically brought corn crops from Mexico to plant here because she wanted not oh. genetically modified corn. She wanted, yeah. and they like hand make their tortillas there, and it's you can tell, you can yeah, taste it. Taste. You know, sure. it's like very different, and it's incredible. And I think it's cool when people. Put in that extra effort and like do things like that to get. Apparently, Google what they reviews want. does too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love oh, people. Yeah. I love people who That's have like cool. insane businesses. Like this woman, you can't get into this place if you go to the wrong oh time. My gosh. Really? There's no web. They have no website. Up. She made her no. sign herself and everything. And nothing. <laughs> She That's what her I own mean. Sign. It's back to basics. Yeah. She opens, it is. She opens at five a.m. and it's like they close. <laughs> How happy she is. They close once they are sold out. Dude, the best, the best, best. Oh my best. god, the best. So I go there. Good. I really feel like having that. Five um, out of five based on two hundred eighty-eight people. She wow. she was also like serving us. So Dude, I was she like, has ten thousand four hundred. <laughs> serving and two followers. I, well, I was and like no just fangirling because we had no watched it on Chef's <laughs> table. So I'm like, oh my god, that's the owner. She's serving us. She's like clearing our table. I'm like, I just want to like say hi, but I'm like, <laughs> I can't say anything to her because I'm like <laughs> amazed and starstruck. Yeah, but it's super. I'm like, always cool. skeptical of places. Once we watch, we watch a lot of food TV. We do, and when we go to the places. They're always it's always good places, but this show does such a good job. Or they're yeah. serving, they you a, know, they have their A game. They're mm-hmm. serving, you right. know, Anthony Bourdain. He was still alive, and but this place we went there, and we went there after a race. We might have been Broad, Broad Street, Street or one run. of the marathons, yeah. and mm-hmm. I ate an entire plate of taco, like two <laughs> pounds of tacos. <laughs> they were so good. Just came back. You want more sauce? 
Like, yes. Really good. Sauce. But anyway, so I just think you can, if you put something GMO next to something non-GMO, you can probably taste it. And right. most people that are health conscious are looking, they don't want something that's has like that has been genetically modified. What would you say the top three things like gut health or like what are what are people under serving? I mean, like I think probably hydration, gut health, and just me, me. vitamin D. Yeah, either of you? Uh, yeah, I definitely. Uh, well, I would vitamin say vi- definitely vitamin D. Seventy percent of America is vitamin D deficient. I heard that. They don't know that. Most mm-hmm. people don't know that. They think they're they're fine because most people don't understand that. I think understand what vitamin D even is. Well, yeah, or does or how you get yeah. it, how it is converted. It's, it's actually inside. a hormone. Everyone's staying inside. Mm. Yeah, not getting the sun. Um, I think that's a big one. I think gut health is a big one. Most people are like, "What's gut health?" <laughs> um, and hydration is true totally, too. Yeah, so many people are dehydrated and they don't know it. Like, 100%. and, and it, it is responsible for everything flowing in your body. Right, if and you were filtering drinking, out yeah. toxins. Yeah, when people t- when people claim like anxiety and things like that to me, yeah. or I'm like. Drink more water. Watching him drink another Mountain Dew. Right. Not talking about you, Jose. Don't worry. I know you're listening. <laughs> He's like sipping a Mountain you Dew. You keep sipping those Mountain Dews. I won't rat you out to your wife. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I think like so many people aren't drinking nearly enough water. Like they say eight, eight times eight, right? Eight mm-hmm. ounces. But it's true. If and you I do, you feel so much better. Your skin looks better. Oh you're gosh. flushing all that I out. think all of those things like go hand in hand too. For like sure. if you're drinking enough water... Your gut's probably a little yes. bit happier. I mean, Your vitamin anxiety. D, not exactly the same, but like, I mean, not, you're not going to drink water and get vitamin D, but at the same time, I don't drink know. Drink Sunny D and get vitamin D. That's not true. Sure. That's definitely That's not true. true. <laughs> <laughs> Do they even make That's that That's maybe anymore? the worst thing they ever yeah. put on the market. Gross. Oh, my God. It was acid reflux. That was the 80s, right? Oh, my gosh. Everything yeah. in the 80s. No, I feel like tang. I can't even believe we were oh, alive. Remember tang? Yeah, I lived it all. Yeah. Oh, my Kick in the glass. <laughs> you could just make a whole picture Gross. of things. Be like, they just made that. What is that stuff? Do you have any? I know I know. you just said that you're not at the stores frequently, but do you have any, like, products that you just, like, are your, like, spotlight products that you love from your store? Like, whether it be, like, supplements or, like, a specific company or yeah. farm or, like, something that, like, maybe top three that you are, like, I love these. I love these. These are my staples. Yeah. The first thing is um, Vibrant Health makes, it's, like, a supplement company. They make this powder called... Um, I want to say it's amazing greens, I think. And it is everything you could ever imagine. Green vibrance. Green, green vibrance. There it is. It's called green vibrance. Yeah. I have this every day in my, I make a smoothie mm-hmm. every morning and I'll do either coconut water as the base or almond milk. And then I do a scoop of that. And then I even still throw in like a handful of fresh spinach, some frozen berries and um, a banana, grind it up and drink it. And it is so good. And it, it's got everything in it. Like, look at, like, if you look yeah. at the back, like, you could never Can you pull up the, in- eat. the um, supplement facts? Yeah, like, you could never eat everything yeah. that is in there. Totally. Like, if you go down to, like, all the different cereal grasses. Cereal grasses. Plant-based oh, cool. nutrition. Oh, yeah, this um, is good. It's got all kinds of, it's got, I think, 25 billion different probiotics for gut health. Like, all of these things that you're not getting. Mm-hmm. So, if I just do this every day, I feel so good. I was going to so say, good. I'm sure you feel so much I better. I feel so good, yeah. John, John, let's just pause for a minute. What? <laughs> just look just find one thing you're allowed to look at one thing find one <laughs> thing on there 
so I didn't even know. I'm looking under skeletal support. Skeletal oh support. Oh my gosh. Cystis <laughs> quadra Don't you angular extract. I definitely am lacking that. Don't you protease me. <laughs> protease me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, see, like antioxidants, <laughs> sure, um, enzymes, oh, liver support, root. right? Yeah, liver support, that's good. Liver support for detox. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of gum things in fiber. There. Basically, like if you're taking this every day, you don't even need a multi. How do they get yeah. that all in like one scoop? Supplement. Oh, yes. It's just if you this. find a good multivitamin, like it will have a lot of yeah. these like micronutrients in it as well. Exactly. Yeah. How do they get it all in one <laughs> scoop? Yeah, like I'm going to go. <laughs> you know that there's like a dude, dude stomping that into the like cup. mushing it in one of those like medicine <laughs> things. Just like, i got to get it all in there. You, yeah, you've been watching the show Narcos too much. That's They're how they make cocaine. That's not how they make the You just have a dude in the jungle stomping in a vat. It would be like, we're making the simple greens. Are these people local? I don't think so. Okay, I, was, I wasn't yeah. sure. I'm just, I know that you have some things that are not local. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, a lot of this store so, is... Um, sure, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, okay, this so will green, be their story. So, so that's, green vibrance. Yeah, so that's, like, my, my favorite Your thing. Your favorite. Um, another thing I like a lot is Charlotte's Web CBD oil. Their coat mm. in um, Connecticut. That's, yeah, that's, like, one of my favorites. It's just... It's, I like the backstory, and I also, it, it really helps. Um, just obviously, like, you know, I mentioned having three children um, <laughs> yeah. and just everything that goes into everything. I just feel like the CBD has helped me a lot with a lot of anxiety that I've had around a lot of different things over the years. Mm -hmm. So um, that's another thing that I like to have all the time that I take every day. Is this the only brand of CBD oil you've you have in the store? No, we have a number of different ones. This so just happens to be the one I always go to. Have you tried any of the other ones? And I you have. feel this one makes a difference? Yeah. Yeah. This cool. is the one that I don't know why I, I go with the mint chocolate chip flavor. Oh, cool. So okay. it's like, I don't I'm know if it has to do with the flavor. I'm always experiences. I know, because there's so different, many different things yeah. out there. You and don't know. And some of it's like, you're like, I would trust the things you had in your store, but some places you go in and yeah, they're I like, know. oh, there's, like well, you go to the gas station. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, I don't think buying CBD oil at the gas station is a good idea. Well, I don't think it is either, but I'm just making a point. Like, you don't necessarily know what's in it. Yeah, exactly. One of the questions that pops up is, what's the best product for my pet? They have a CBD oil for pets. They do. You they know do. That? Yeah, they do. They have a pet. You get knocks right on. Oh, dude! For a second there, I thought people were messaging in questions for you to ask, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't set that up. How's that happening? Oh, it's happening. <laughs> and I did give it to my pet actually because I did. We had a chocolate lab, and she just passed away in March, and she was oh. like really in pain in the end yeah. because you know, like like everybody's yeah. dog. Yeah, we've done a few end, dogs recently. And so I used to give her CB, the CBD oil and just takes the edge off, you know. So it's good. <laughs> I didn't and mean it like that. In terms of like another thing I would say like would be, God, there's so many, but Blue Moon Acres right up the street in Buckingham, you know, okay. right on 413. Mm -hmm. um, they're there. They're a local farm, and I love their microgreens. Oh, cool. They're like these little, they come in like a little clamshell. They have mm -hmm. like a small one or, or a larger one, and it's all kinds of different greens in there, and um, I just put them right on top of my yeah. salad, and nice. it just is so nice, or put it on a sandwich. Um, all these all these companies too. have great websites. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I know, especially when you're used to like when you know what it, <laughs> what's involved with. Like, oh yeah, website. I know. I know if something you're doing about like a website. The free one or whatever. Yeah. So I guess like easy transition there. Like how important is because I see you can you can shop and check out and everything from your website. Right. Do you have somebody manage that application for you? It's like a third party. 
there, transaction service. Yeah, well, they did it in house. They built the whole that side of it in house. Okay, um, that's a lot of which work. Took a lot of yeah, time. That's incredible because it was every single you know itemized thing had to be because obviously the way it transfers in the system, it's like coded to our. It's coded to like internal language. You know, it mm. doesn't make sense to the customer on the other end. So they had to go through, someone had to go through one of our staff members and change every single thing. Um, so that took months. But once it got up and moving, which actually like worked out perfect for coronavirus because the online grocery was literally started like three weeks before coronavirus. Oh, it was wow. like launching. So it took a really long time and we had a little, like a little um, truck, a little delivery truck. And that was wrapped and out front for months and then that website was getting built and then when that got built the truck started moving and it was kind of just like a little bit of like a feeler to see how it would go and thank god because then all of a sudden corona hit and now there's a whole team that's actually in that front room we were talking about mm -hmm. where the wine used to be mm -hmm. now that's an entire room just for online orders oh cool play, and they play buy, music when the truck goes they bag that's them in there and everything well like nice. the ice cream man yeah but make it like a that's only truck. because yeah, that's only fun. because like you connect with that music like you hear that music you think ice cream man what music no. Would you play if you if you if you had music on your truck? What would you, you play? play I'll go down this road with you. Right. Um, if I had it, I would probably play um, Led Zeppelin. Oh, <laughs> Led Zeppelin! Here comes the health truck. Uh, Stairway Zeppelin, to Heaven. That's awesome. Rolling Stairway Stones, to uh, Leonard Skinner. I don't know. Stairway I like classic rock. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Mine. Delivery yeah. truck with music. <laughs> <laughs> with speakers Rude. outside. Yeah, with speakers outside. <laughs> I swear to God, He's if coming. I see anybody doing that locally, I'm gonna call them out. Oh like God. that was our idea. You stole our idea. You know what's funny is like I feel like there's so much potential for for so much. Like I wanted to start an organic ice cream truck a couple of years ago, and this was like in the midst of having like the three babies and all this other stuff. And I'm like, all right, you know what? This probably isn't the right time. But it's like, why are we still like? There was an ice cream truck across the street from our house the other day, so the kids got all excited, heard it, flagged it down. It came over. I let them each pick something, but as they're eating it, it's killing me because yeah, I'm looking like, at the ingredients. Ugh. It's like red, you know, red forty, yeah. yellow dye, Things blue, like, blah blah we blah. Don't eat this. Yeah. It's stuck on them for days. The color won't wash off. You know, it's like your arms are tie dyed. It's like, like an atomic ice cream truck. It, it, it is. Yeah, where else are you gonna? It's like where's all Nina's the ruffles from at? the eighties. You know, yeah. it's like come on. Like, why are we still yeah. even, because in other countries, they won't even approve those ingredients to be, like in Europe, you're not allowed to use most of the stuff that we get away with here in America for using I think the food truck is coming back for sure, though. It's made a comeback. Yeah. yeah. For we, sure. Yeah. We have yeah. so many people in our neighborhood, we just order the food truck in, and then oh, they the serve. You had to oh, put in the pre-order. stuff. Yeah. Just, no, just like every Saturday. Oh. Yeah, but you live in like. But even you live in a weird place. Even in cities, like food <laughs> trucks, like gourmet food trucks, have made a comeback. And like yeah. when yeah. we've been to other states, and like some places only have food trucks, like at their breweries or right. Like There's that bar in uh, South places, Philly that they just cool. pull. Yeah, they set the it food up. truck into the, the bar. Garage. Is that what's called? The garage. The garage. Yeah. Well, the, the food truck is in the bar. Yeah. There's but they rotate different they rent vendors. Out. They, they, they rent, rent out. out. They rent it out. Yeah. yeah. Is that in um It's right across it's in Parkesy? No, it's, it's, in, it's in between Pats and Geno's in South Philly. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I was thinking there was Yeah, on seventh and uh Passion. Okay. Let's get a food truck. <laughs> I mean <laughs> no, I know enough people. I another business idea yeah, for you. For sure. <laughs> Listen, he's we had a friend who actually makes money on his food truck and he doesn't Sounds even like he's not even deal. involved in his food truck. Mm. So John's just 
But it's I probably know. a lot harder than it's probably a miserable business if I, you're not like I I've heard that like I've sure heard it's that it's work. really hard to make yeah. money off of it because like you would think like oh no big deal let's just do a couple things really well and mm-hmm. and get them out but the thing is is that it's like you have to go to these places you have to go to the right places all the time in you order do. to sell enough food each day to make it well, work I, I know conservatively I probably know twelve people that own food trucks. A lot, a lot of people. Of people. The yeah. ones, what? the ones that <laughs> are successful, don't do the runaround bullshit. They only do catering. Okay. So they'll pull their whole setup to your wedding or your barbecue or your company party, and they'll cater your company event that way. So like, you don't have you have on. the food planned out. You have the labor planned out. You can get plan the menus. You can sell the menus. You take deposits ahead of time. Right. You can pay for market. Like, there's no like if you're if you, barbecue food truck. If you're working in a about. food truck, driving around, filling gas, grilling up taco. Like, you're never doing. Like, yeah. I think it would be very hard to make money doing it that way. It's a lot like the taxi cab business, or like doing the food truck outside the office buildings anymore. And that's not going to work. Well, outside. there's probably territories that like that works at. There's probably like if you work in like the navy yard down in Philly. I'm sure whoever runs that like commute that like complex down there could very easily be like, hey, we want to have four food trucks. We're going to rotate them every other week mm-hmm. and we're going to bring the food trucks in. But then that's catering. Yeah. Because those food trucks are getting that territory. Like, right. So I think anybody that's trying to start, if you're listening and you own a food truck, just, be, just <laughs> do catering. Barbecue, smoked barbecue, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You can come to our office. Jonathan wants smart smoked barbecue. Do you know the Bonjour Creperie guy? Is that one of the people that you know? Oh uh, no, a couple. I know a couple of the Asian ones. I know the one like the the guys who own the crepe truck on Temple's campus. They do pretty well. They're the only people that I know in that whole food truck game that do well, but don't like that do like that. But they're in the same spot every day, right? All the time, and they're like they have a following. Oh my god, um, I remember back in the day, like going down to Drexel and Temple and all those places, like to visit friends and mm-hmm. stuff. And at night, those food trucks are out there, and yeah. we would go out like there and eat at like alley. three in the morning. Yeah. yeah, and um, it's so weird because back then it was kind of like considered like a grimy way to eat. Like yeah. it was like, oh god, I guess so. It's the only thing that's open right now. We oh, and now something. it's like the way to eat. Now it's yeah. like people are like, oh, I want to have a food truck. Yeah, you know, I go but it's to different now too. It's truck. not like it's probably not the same grimy food truck. Exactly. As yeah, it was. dirty They're water really dogs taking pride Ooh, on their food gross. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. How important is social media? Like your Instagram, Facebook, to either the business, like your personal brand and businesses, like how um, how much goes into that? I feel like I mean it's I think it's the way that it's going. You know, obviously, I think it's very important because that's how you're ac- accessing people. I think I think like on a personal level, it's ugh, I don't love it because it's just gotten to be so. You know what I mean? Like it's. There's nothing private anymore, and a lot of things feel fake and phony, and you're watching things that, you know, I I don't know. So, but in terms of business, I think it's great. I think that it, like, lends you to so many more people, and, like, through the hashtag stuff, so many people can find you, and, um... (laughs) (laughs) We just want... Hands are opening. Yeah, you, uh, didn't... The best guest ever brought us beer. And good beer. Yeah, we did. And good beer. 
Yeah, oh, you brought us a coon head imperial <laughs> pale. And I like the color of these too. Me too. These are really Super pretty. Cool. Yo, we gotta ki- we gotta kick this hashtag out of here. Mm-hmm. I just sent it to you. Bring it up on the screen. The organic hashtag. Where is it? Not okay. No, no, that's not ours. We gotta we gotta we gotta kick that out of there. No, no. Where is it? I just texted it to you. O-N. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, that one looked a little scary. But, um, I yeah, I mean, that. in terms of, like, the local spotlight one, for instance, like, I just Never started mind. that, what, like, a, maybe two weeks ago? <laughs> he tried, though. He was looking out for and, you. Just um, on Facebook, Instagram, all of them? Facebook, Instagram, and then I started a YouTube page, too, with it, just because I want to, like, have a hub for yeah, all, of the of pa- all of the videos. But I don't know, like, necessarily, I'm not as sophisticated with how to get them all to connect. So, like, the ones on Facebook are connected. All the video views are all connected to all the pages I'm sharing them on. Mm. But YouTube's, like, separate. But I know when the real deal is to get people to click through YouTube. Yes, yeah, so we, just, yeah, we'll be got, we just got to 107. That's you- it for Winfrey. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my boy. god. Mm. Well, you Do you Oprah watch Winfrey. television? No. Yeah. <laughs> Probably don't watch those. Well, those. he does have three kids, so some of his brain cells have died off. Yeah, over apparently. The years. <laughs> <laughs> not from the kids. Not from the kids. The, You're um, saying some, but like <laughs> we're saying probably a lot if you got those two confused. Oh my god. But yeah, I mean, I think that it's um like just in the two weeks time of starting local spotlight, I've gotten a decent amount of people. I've gotten a lot of people messaging me that they want to have um they want to get on or have mm-hmm. a ha, you know have an interview or whatnot and i would have never found these people if it wasn't for that so people you know it is kind of yeah. cool how it compounds now totally. there's a lot of potential and it's free which is really cool too you, you have know, an amazing amount of posts on organons 1100 that's good the instagram yeah on the instagram how do you keep up with that? that's a lot of posts well someone probably does someone do that for at you at this point yeah there yeah. is somebody doing initially when we when we first opened we were doing it um sure. for Probably like four years. For four years, wow. basically, the first four years, That's we were doing everything yeah. ourselves. It's a lot of work. And um, within the for last you. year and a half, well, let's say last two years or so, um, there's been a lot more people brought on to help do all of these things. So this is no longer like under, I have nothing to do with the um, yeah. Instagram post through organic. Well, yeah, anymore. which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it should be at a certain point. Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, like you wouldn't be serving your client. Like, it's yeah. too like you can't juggle all of it. Yeah, we're we're gonna reach that point or at some point um, on Instagram and social media. We both have a decent amount of Instagram followers, and we get a lot of work through Instagram. Yeah. Um, but our Instagrams are very much like have become us. Yeah. So like we don't. I think that's great though. I we, think that we, that's nice. Yeah, like I just saw everybody. When I got serious about Instagram, the the boom had already happened. Mm-hmm. So the only way that like I figured that like would differentiate me from everybody else that was already on Instagram right. was just be very organic. Yeah, organic. Yeah, yeah, and just be unfiltered, be on just show the good, bad and ugly. A lot of people in our business showcase the and perfect. the perfect and yeah. and do a quite a bit of doctoring yeah. to reach perfect land. Yeah. Um, there's times where, like, you see people or you know people and they're posting. And you're like, you know, I saw that in person or I saw that. So we we try to be authentic, Yeah, I think the word is. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know like the page, um, I really enjoy doing it. I don't, I like to do the social media stuff because I, it like a, gives me a creative outlet to kind of You like, do a good job do with like people that. and speaking and with being Thank animated. You. Thank you. Yeah, I try. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I like to do, like, I love doing that. Um, at this point, like, you know, Jim has decided to hire uh, somebody to run the social media aspect of it. And that's been great too. Um, but And is know, that I, a separate cost? company or do you have somebody no, in-house in-house so yeah. controlled still yeah so it is nice and and i think he does a lot of it as well um but uh yeah i mean it's it's nice to have that aspect because it's kind of like like when you when you scroll up there actually john you see like the rainbow one like yeah. just like something simple like that you know like just to have the um little like the rain there was a triple rainbow or a double rainbow or something outside mm -hmm. of the store just to put stuff that's like relatable and and real and not all these like <clears throat> Like you're saying, um, Andrew, perfect names or perfect pictures or, you know, like, yeah. I, I don't know. It just is like, there's so uh. much of that on social media now. I just, scrolling through everything and seeing everybody's stuff just be so perfect and all the girls too. And as if well, well, you can understand. That's Ariel's oh, problem like is the that filtered she people. I'm like, yeah, I can't I'm just stand like, no, it. I don't want to do that. I don't want to handle it. Because she's huge in the fitness, nutrition yeah. is also a little, in, you know, my opinion, biased opinion, is a lot more knowledgeable than probably 99% of those people yeah. out there yeah, that I'm are sure. And which is nothing wrong with that. They but like, I, I, I always say, to, yeah. I always say to her, I was like, you're, you should serve people in that way. Like you have all this wealth of knowledge and mm -hmm. it, it's coming together. I mean, it's taking it you is, a long time like to put it together. Want to look at an Instagram model that is photoshopped or they put on a ton of makeup to work out. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like that seems like, cause they're so jaded now. As I just to what don't. Even yeah. Like I just, I'm not normal. going to put on makeup to work out for myself. I love the girls during the, the protests. You would see the videos of like the girls going out in the fancy black dresses, like trying to get like professional Photoshop oh my pictures gosh, done in goodness. front of a protest being like BLM. And they, they would be like, everybody, like, go back inside. We don't oh want you here. Gosh. And be like, with the ones that, like, with the fake hung up plywood on broken windows. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, That's take my terrible. picture. And it was it's just horrible. like this, it was like this poor oh, boyfriend taking Something happened to one of those girls, I heard. Oh, oh, I'm really? sure. got arrested or something bad uh, happened. Beat up. Because they posted, no, what, what happened was they took a picture in front of like a boarded up window or something. I roughly heard this story, but they like went up and asked these people to donate money and said that they were giving it to something and then they did not and it came people. back to get them and mm. i'm like what but yeah i mean it's all just so funny but i feel like actually what you're talking about ariel is like is like the way it's going to move actually like right now we're still seeing so much of like the, the yeah. fake piece of it but people are really tired of that it's and so, it's actually I mean, it's like weighing on everyone in a bad way system like there's too many people doing that it's like yes. it's not new it's not exciting exactly. it's like stop exactly so like show up like a sweaty hot mess <laughs> yeah. and do a picture and you might get like a yeah you know maybe I mean? yeah like something has to be to, to be different you have to be relatable. you don't want all those people like well, well i said no, like yeah. you, don't, you don't want people so just like the sweaty hot picture no the sweaty hot picture yes because you will connect directly to the people you want to connect to right in that way those are the people right. that are like yes. tired yeah. of the inauthentic yeah. like the, the lack yes. of authenticity yes um you'll connect to those people you'll connect to people with a struggle i follow like i follow 
I strategically follow a decent amount of fitness models right now. I un- yeah. I like I'm always tracking the fitness models, especially the girls, and they're always <laughs> not in a weird sense. I do. She'll watch me, and I like I watch what they do. Yeah, I like break down, I and I yeah. like I tell them like, look at what this chick's doing, and she'll do it. Like, and you'll we'll break down. Like, I'll like, show. I'll, no I will look at these models and yeah. be like, what's going on here? Like, what are they doing good? What are they doing bad? And there's things that like we started doing inadvertently so like we have dolores helen which is this painting that we purchased for 50 dollars like a few years ago <laughs> she's and hot. yeah she's hot. she's a fine yeah. abstract woman but like she's we started we like we were like damn our ins like our traffic is down like what are we gonna do so i started taking like all the professional pictures at all the houses yeah and she would be somewhere in the picture and like sometimes you didn't know it because it would be like she'd be in the trees or like oh so we would like we, we took a whole bunch That's of pictures a jumbo picture to carry around oh, dude we just throw it in the truck it was raining people are it's like amazing. you have a painting in a, your truck it has a broken torn oh it's she's resilient yeah, yeah she i mean she's beat up she still looks great though she still looks great though but she like so like people do like I literally have I have. Did you not notice her until right no, now? No, I saw her. Oh. I yeah, saw no. So I, I have. I saw the breasts. Okay. I have two ladies. <laughs> I have two ladies. I know for sure. Look for the pictures now, and I haven't posted one in a while. But they'll be like, "Where's my girl at?" Right, right. There's right, Dolores. Right. And it's gotten people like, have an interest. See, that's yeah. something different. Yeah. yeah. So there's you. You have to do that, and I, and I always. I guess our goal is to always help people whether it's helping the people that work for us clients like some like the goal is to just be positive and help um so the more people that we can like it's just all putting all the good out there and having it just come back yeah it's very like our instagram and social media is curated yeah but in a positive sense like we're not hiding we we go out of our way to be authentic like we're not creating false authenticity but we're like I'll like anybody inside here will call me out if I do something that's fake. So like if I right. post, I'm like, I know the people right. at my company are going to see this right. and they're going to be like, bro, you posted that picture and that's full of shit. Right. You know, you're just trying to sell. like, I won't do it just because like we inside here, we hold each other to that accountability. Yeah. That. Like in some companies they're like, there is the guy that's like, his job is to like make us all look good. Like, it's yeah. okay. He's just making us all look good. We know that's I not exactly know. how it went down. But well, and I've worked for corporations like that, and that's not like what the local, like the mom and pop is like. You know, mm-hmm. that's where we're different, and that's yeah. what's. I've worked for big um, corporations where I felt like my soul was eroding because basically, like nothing of what they presented was really what was going on inside. Yeah. <laughs> and so, are you suffering from soul yeah. erosion? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely suffered. Do you from find that for yourself a while. in a cubicle from the hours of nine to possibly past five? Have you filled out seven TPS reports this week? Yes, unfortunately, that is what a majority of us are are going through. But yeah, I just feel like. Um, but um, you're showing everybody that they don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so awesome of what you're doing is that like you're like look like it seems daunting to go out here on your own and and like hunt your own food in a way. Mm-hmm. But it's. It's, it's actually value. It's actually it's great. Satisfying. It's so satisfying it to is. be out here on and, your and own. And once you get over the fact that you could be broke, it's like, all right, well, it's not so bad, right? Right. Like, being broke is like, not so bad. You're like, you know what? 
There's always a credit card company. It happens. Yeah. 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 yeah, it happens. And like all of the biggest, like all of the greatest success stories come from a situation like that, right? Like a lot of the stories that you read where people like, you know, they, they went big and they went for their dream and then they crashed, they claimed bankruptcy, yada, yada, yada. And then down the road, they, something else turned around and, and then they became successful again. But um, yeah, I mean, like even... Like, I've just always had that spirit where I knew that I wanted to do something different. And when I was locked down to a traditional nine-to-five type job, I felt like this is not where I need to be. This is this is horrible. This it's isn't not, what I want to do. It doesn't feel right. Enjoyable. Yeah. It didn't feel right. And I knew that, like, even though it was safe, like, it wasn't where I was meant to be. And I had to follow my dreams because if I didn't, I was going to live the rest of my life wondering what would happen if I did. I feel like you just inspired somebody listening. Oh, I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to make a clip out of this. I'm like, she looks good. We're going to get the angle. We're going to make at least a couple of motivating clips here. Yeah. And like, even like I have an essential oils business too, that, um, I started, John's face was ago. just like, oh my God. I have a Deterra tree Deutera. in the middle of my Deutera. island. Okay. And I keep hitting it and I hit it with like the apple I'm about to eat and I hit all the all, and all the all little vials like go all over the counter oh and they're like falling off. I gotta so put them back in there. This is Deutera. Uh, so I'm on the opposite end. I'm young living. Mm. But I. Oh, is that like Crips and Bloods? Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. Crips and Bloods. <laughs> we started with that. Gang, gang. Basically, yeah. Um, but they're like the two big ones. And, um, so it's like, I've taught classes all over the tri-state area for like physical therapists and chiropractors and nail salons and hair salons and, uh, doctors and boutiques and wherever and everywhere, like just going in there kind of just like cold calling them. Hey, how would you like to have a class? Blah, blah, blah. And I set this thing up where I was like, I'm going to do four to six classes a month, every single month. That's going to be my goal. And then I'm going to you know, get to this certain level. And I did in like six months time from yeah. like really implementing that like little process. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that is been amazing for me and for my family is like, and also just the knowledge and bless you and the things that come into <laughs> like the things that, that, that the oils have <laughs> offered us, um, and what they do. So it's it's been a really cool thing and just connecting with business owners that way and going in there and saying hey listen like why don't you you can present yourself as a resource to the local community by offering classes here and I'll cater it to whatever it is that your business is we'll cater the oils class kind of and touch on that and tons and tons and tons of people came now we're in a weird spot because of corona so now it's kind of like online classes and people are going to them but it's not the same well my kids get hurt they asked mommy if they got an oil for that. Yeah. Right? Right. It's very good. <laughs> got an oil for everything. Got an oil for that. Yep. Is that real? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like totally lavender. It takes real. like a goose egg out of the head and like yeah. rub it on there and then smells like lavender and it goes away. Yeah. But when we, the whole coronavirus started thing, my like wife lined up like five things I had to take every day. It was like, okay, take this pack, this pack, this pack, this pack, this pack. Right. I was like, oh, geez. And you okay. Didn't, you didn't get it. I didn't get the corona. I didn't get, and we weren't very good at social distancing. So, yeah. what are you talking about when you see the same five people all week long? That's true. That is true. We weren't good at social distancing with the people we were quarantined with. You're quarantined with them. <laughs> You're in our bubble. <laughs> That's how that works. Mm. Were you guys doing like work, or was your construction shut down for a period? We of time? were. We took I a week. Like, yeah, I made. Sure I took, made. I'm sure you took a decent amount. I of made time. Andrew take a week. 
And then after the first yeah, week, yeah. he's like, okay, like, what are we doing, John? I was like, all right, they left Wawa open. We're good to go. Let's go back to work. Yeah, I was still coming to work. I refused <laughs> to quit. Like, like all this yeah. shutdown, and then they leave the one place where the majority of Pennsylvanians go, Wawa. And Costco and, and Costco, all the big box and a, stores. And they weren't requiring masks at the time. So every Wawa gets thousands of people through it no, every single day. It's like, well, we're not going to be the cause of a great pandemic if there is one. If John but finds himself in a court of law, he's going to he's gonna argue on the Wawa defense. Oh, dude, I'm definitely going in Yeah, the way that. things unfolded was just so strange. We just There's didn't. There's no, ma- no sense. It really didn't make a lot of sense. We didn't get caught up in the hype. Yeah. I mean, we. Some of us did in the beginning of, like, being scared, which is totally understandable. But, like, once everybody was caught up in, like, the banter, we were back to work. Right. Yeah, we, like saw, everybody we saw it coming so early. It was very easy to, like, to learn, to know when to come out of that. Yeah. We, yeah, because yeah, I was traveling a lot in the fall and this, and then in January. And then we were traveling, like, all of us were traveling together, like, mid to late january and when we came back that's when we were like we had been abroad so like we kind of like got other people's saw how other people were reacting we got back here and we're like nobody around here is reacting yet are we ahead of the are we ahead of something and john was getting made fun of when we were out yeah like with some friends like out when we were in vegas and la like people were making fun of him for um being worried about the virus and, the and i wasn't down. as worried as him but i just was just like shut down yeah we need to do we need to like where where do we need to position our business quickly mm-hmm. like what decisions do we need to make as quickly as possible to so there was like some investment yeah. decisions some land decisions um some yeah. development yeah. decisions we bailed like just we we pulled back in some areas and then went full force in other areas so we we did very quickly and before everybody else did, I will say, I, without yeah, we ego pay, or anything, before everybody else moved, we had already moved. We already made all yeah, of we're already there. And then we and then we were, when everybody else was freaking out and we're like, what do we do? We were just kind of sitting in the office like, all right, we're going to take this time to do all of the planning or web development or all the things that we were going to end up putting off or have been putting off. We are going to do that stuff right. right now as fast as possible, just like there's a fire behind us. Right. Because we knew it, would, it wouldn't, we weren't going to be shut down forever. Like, this was right. a win for us. Right, 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 right. And at the end it of all of it, we, good. at the end of all of this, like, Corona, what, like, did us sleep some nights. It gave, gave us shutdown time. Right. In terms of, like, other people not bothering us. Like, nobody was emailing, nobody, cli- no clients were you calling. You could see the f- no. switch pop back on when people started coming back. John literally, like, I was, I was like, calling him one day. I'm like, what are we doing about this? We got to make these moves. And he's like, dude, the whole world shut down. Close your computer. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, no. And he's like, have you seen an email come across in the last 24 hours? And I'm like, no. And he's like, shut it off. Yeah. <laughs> it was like weeks where nobody was doing anything. And then yeah, he would bring it up. I think it was the Monday before Memorial Day. Or maybe, yeah, maybe the Monday of that week. It was like all of a sudden, everybody Memorial decided, Day, Monday, everybody decided to come back to work. And I was like, home. dude. Relax. We were on the road. We were driving someplace that Monday after Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. And that Monday morning we were on the road. I'm like, people are back on the road. Yeah. Like was, some, yeah, summer, yeah. you know what? It was usually, not, it's, usually yeah. it's less people it. on the road, you but it's like, yeah. It. The, the it was nice. Was buzzing. It was the world was buzzing again. Maybe another shutdown just to get all those weaklings 
No, I don't want to say that. <laughs> to get everybody that was scared back in their homes so that the traffic goes away. Uh, my the only motivation to say that is traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking traffic sucks now. It's yeah, so it's great there. Again. I know you could drive forever again. fast because they'll cut. They, they <laughs> corona <laughs> speed limits. The corona speed limit. Like Let's they should have a speed th- limit, corona speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> Shut down limit, normal limit. Yeah, you know the corona <laughs> speed limit because no cop was pulling you over for speeding and, and spo- exposing them to it. Completely open. Like, yeah, we're not going to pull you Yeah, over. I don't want you. I don't want what you got. All the district, squ- district courts are closed. We can't process that. You were going to go into like a country accent there and you pulled out at the last second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're going to pull you over right now. Yeah, That's you're probably right. <laughs> I don't know. But we, oh, I'm not going to go. We saw somebody pulled over yesterday, but oh. we won't. Okay, well. <laughs> just kidding. Starting then, I guess. Again. Yeah, we almost back started moving. recording and brought on our phones. We yeah. felt like something was about to happen. Yeah. Well, you never know these days. Yeah. What um, <laughs> what's your what like what's in store for you with like the spotlight or like any other businesses? I know you're like maybe ex- expanding Organons, pending construction. No, they're moving in right next to Sandy Ridge. Did you know that? I did know that. I didn't know that. We just built a community right down the street from oh, there. Oh really? Yeah. Oh cool. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be you know that that was obviously put on hold during this whole thing. So now that's back up and moving and. Um, I'm not sure what the exact pending deed is for that. Re- for that opening, maybe like end of summer. Are you going to take fall. McGurk's out of business? What's that? McCormick? McCormick. McCormick's. McCafferty's? McCafferty's. Oh. You McCafferty's. Shut, shut them I down. I don't think so. Is it McCafferty's they, well, or McCafferty's? It's McCafferty's. Yeah. Everybody says McCafferty's. Everyone calls it McCaffrey. Including myself. And then Ariel. I, Ariel moved up here from this. When we, when we moved out of the city up here, she's like, why do you always call it McCaffrey's? And I'm and like, like, look at the sign. And I'm like, you look at the sign. And I he's literally like, it's McCaffrey's. And I'm like, yeah, why do you call it McCaffrey's? What's your problem? What do you mean? What do I call it? There ain't well, no Trader Joe's coming I in. Really well, I think either. there's. I think a lot of people. Your mom does it too. Everyone does it. I think it's just like a. There's something else that's called well, McCafferty's that, that people a car are. Dealer, okay, car so dealer, people yeah. call them the same name. When you came up with the name for Organons, did you feel that was your life's mission because your name fit perfectly <laughs> into the name of well, the business? No, it's so funny. So we were trying to. We were brainstorming all kinds of different names, and it was like. The green grocer, the green market, the this, the that. There was like all these different things, but nothing was like really sticking out. And one night it was kind of like this. We had like friends over and um, some conehead. Yeah, <laughs> right. And one of um one of my best friends from growing up, she actually was just like, uh, just out of the blue. She's just we're just like yeah, we don't know what to call it. We named all these different things. She's like, what about organins? That's organic and gannons like, all into one. Duh, like, guys. Oh, my oh God. That's my God. Everybody's like, shut, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, so that literally became it. So, like, the day, like, we opened and had the sign made and everything, I, I got her, like, a, a, a nice big, like, a nice present. I'm like, here you go. Thank you so much because this is the Boy, name. Boy, hope you don't blow up. She's definitely going to find out if she's a friend or not. She's going to sue you for that name. I know, right? I heard she's talking to Trader Joe's. Yeah, I heard, I heard she's uh, <laughs> talking to some attorneys. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's... That's where that's going, and then um, the spotlight is gonna just evolve into something. You know, I don't know. It's just gonna. I'm just gonna keep kind of writing that out and seeing like what comes and who who. I'm just gonna keep interviewing people right now, like in terms of the reopen and getting people's. Do you have a website for the show, or is it just not on the yet? But I am working on that. I have it pulled up as one of my tabs on my computer. I just haven't gotten through it completely. But, yeah, so I um, – because I don't exactly know how to build a website, but I can 
follow something and figure it out. But yeah, so as of right now, it's just Instagram, Facebook, and um, YouTube. But yeah, so I'm just kind of like going to go with that right now and then see where it goes, see where it flows from there and who else I'm going to get. Like I had some people from like uh, Philly and Delaware County, Monco County reach out and say, would you do like this area too? Or are you only staying local in Bucks? And I'm like, no, I would go, you know, I would love to do other places. Mm -hmm. So you should try and find like a realtor team, like a powerful realtor team to team up with. Because one thing that I think they suck at doing among other things <laughs> is realtors are always concerned about selling the houses that they have listed. Right. Not, not the area. But they're never concerned about selling the community. Right. So if like a, if I were a realtor, I would make the videos at my house, but I would make videos of right. the best ice cream shop in the town, the Friday night football game, right. like all the things why that you like, why house. you want to yeah. move here? Because there's places, in, there, are, there are inferior towns in Bucks County compared yeah. to other towns yeah. for community. Yeah, for sure. There's places, there's pretty places to drive through. But like nobody knows each other. That's right. like kind of like while we while we moved to Yardley, kind of because although it's like one of the smaller towns in this area, we were able to walk to like I know the beer place. Like yeah. we were able to like, like our places. Yeah, we we had like a like you we know, have two. like created our own community of yeah. like the people we hang out with and like see and I support know. and we it's super cool. It is really cool. That's the thing. And, like, that's what I keep, like, impressing upon when we do these little local spotlight videos is, like, and a lot of it gets edited out, which really stinks because there's so much stuff that I want to keep in it. But, like, with the attention span nowadays of, like, Mm -hmm. the average viewer, I mean, it's flick, 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 flick on, like, anything, right? So it's, like, anything longer than what what I was putting out, which was when I was doing it last year, was, like, 10 to 12 minutes. Now I've cut it in half. Now it's five minutes. Mm -hmm. What you should do is, so what we do with the podcast, like, this whole video sometimes we'll put up the whole video right and people we do get amount of, a decent amount of views on it. like a couple of them will get like 60 70 views in like the first week right but it's like at the same time we'll watch that video and i'll send it to a couple different people that work for us and i'll be like hey can you watch this or listen to this and write down like give me five or four time stamps like they'll give me the mm-hmm. times and the notes that were said mm-hmm. of things that they thought were impactful and then I'll go back to Adobe Creative Suite and I'll edit the movie and the video yeah. and create like five or six one minute or 30 second clips that are like impactful or right. could help you. Right. So then you look at that and you're like, oh, okay. And then like, are like, oh, wow, I got this little bit from this podcast. Maybe I want to listen to the rest of the podcast. Right. And maybe so like instead of worrying about like getting rid, like it's all, yeah. it's all content. You created that content. You shouldn't be getting rid of it right just post it all up but then create the smaller clips and if you if you need help with like your website or stuff like that that is like ultimate goal for after five is to be like a media content creator oh well that's Mm. ultimate goal well i'll talk to you guys right now we're it's like pretty much the only people that are getting served by that company or that entity are just friends yeah, I, I do like that idea though. Like, because if someone finds something that they're like, "Ooh, that was interesting," they would go back and watch the full video. Maybe yeah. not everybody. That's would. true. Yeah, definitely yep. true. But if you had them, like, once you create your website, you yeah. had like full video, like a page with the full videos. Yeah, people would probably watch them. Or maybe a twelve-minute, yeah. a twelve-minute interview. You got would. maybe you post the whole twelve-minute interview, and then you post like 
four videos from that 12 interview of specific right. comments. Like, hey, this question. Jim, you know, like, for instance, you know, like Jim Worthington, like, oh, Jim Worthington's take on right. American flags or Jim right. Worthington's take on like what you can do to better support your immune system. Right. And then like you can clip it up. Right. And then do that. That's cool. Break the questions down even. Because mm-hmm. like I went there with like five questions that I had in me that I wanted to make sure we like went over. So that would have been cool kind of to just like break them down like that. Because mm. I think some of them got edited out. Yeah. So like the whole but reason for the podcast that was inadvertent um, was everybody fights on Facebook and social media and Instagram. There's no conversation. Yeah. And we, we inadvertently <laughs> created a place where like we could have a conversation and then other people could listen to it. And then like instead of everybody like arguing with each other, you and I could have a very difficult conversation over an hour yeah. or two hours that we absolutely would get in a fight and block each other and hate each other for life <laughs> right. in three seconds if I saw you right. try and comment on that. Right, right. Well, that's what's that's what I... <sighs> That's what's so hard now, too, is because, like, even, like, with this whole, so a couple of weeks ago, I posted something on my personal Facebook page about the reopening of the schools for the fall, and there was a petition that went around in regards to Central Bucks specifically, and um, it was, like, you know, just kind of giving two different options. Like, it was a woman who formed this petition Mm -hmm. that said, here's two different options, we need we need something. We need a plan in place because like falls around the corner. We need to come up with something. So either you could do plan A, which is you go back to school totally normal. You know, no ma- regular normal school resumes for children. Or plan B, if you're not comfortable with A and you're worried and you don't feel safe or you're immune compromised and you're worried about your children going back to school, blah, 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 whatever the case may be, then there's online services for them. There's online schooling. The teachers and the students can also be online. So that makes like that makes sense because you're not you're not har- you're not holding back kids that are right. ready to go back from the kids. that aren't. Right. So it's one or the other. In a What's sense, her name? Right? Karen. <laughs> so, guys, you guys, I wish I had an explosion tablet. Guys, we got two options. My middle name is Karen, and my mom's <laughs> name is so Karen, sorry. and I feel so bad for my mom. At but least yo, your name's not like hyphenated yeah. Ka- Karen Deborah. <laughs> no, but no, but like, so it was two different options, which okay, and it makes sense because it's like, what else is uh, are we gonna do? Right? We either have to go back, and you're gonna. Take your chances. You're going to go back. You're going to build your immune system. You've had six, eight months at that point. Or Gannon's market. Get your kids going, right? Come kids are going to get shop, more sick because their immune system's weak now. Well, at this point, right. Well, you got to just stop wearing your mask and like, occasionally. Get some, get some stuff. other some stuff. Right. Put over here your face in some dirt. I don't know. Have That's a dog with your saying. face or something. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah come cough in my mouth. Too far? Too far? Yeah, probably too far. Let your dog cough in your mouth. Oh, God. Dogs cough? It's like there needs to be We're not going down there. Not the point. Okay, anyway. They do. I have seen my dog cough when she was sick. Is it like a bark, but a weird bark? It's like a gagging. It's like a choking. Yeah, yeah, they choke. But they don't have like a... Well, that's a cough. We're not going down there. Anyway. Okay, back to what you're saying. I was letting that happen to see if we could hear John bark slash cough but we didn't so (laughs) (laughs) you need to to get better on your dog cough but yeah so 
Um, but it created, it create like, I thought it was all good. Like yeah. I thought when I read it, I'm like, oh, this is good. This actually gives an option for both parties, but wherever you at. such a divide? It created oh. such a divide. It created such an issue. I, think I, I agree with you, though. And there was a I, fight, like you guys said. I Everyone's do think fighting. it's a great, I think that's a great option. If you're not ready for your kid to go back to school, don't send them. Right. Do online learning. But if you are, and right. you want to have like a quasi-normal classroom experience, socialization, right. You might want to send your kid back to school. So then you're going to have a bunch of families that take their kids on vacation, do the distance learning, right? Like, what if the family doesn't have access to a computer and live stuff and, like, they don't have an environment where... Yeah, I was going to say your point like, that you had. Where they, they, they can't learn, but they want to choose option B. But if they don't choose option B, then they have to choose option A. Right. But what if they can't choose option A because they're scared, but then right. they try to choose option B? I think it's a messy situation. So it's sure. messy. Well, it so no matter what, it's never. But that's the whole thing is that there's never going to. That's what's scary is Life that is I messy. feel like going forward, yeah. I don't see how we're all going to get on the same page in, again. In this school district, are they providing like Chromebooks or anything if you want it? Like for like Central Box probably because they're like, rich, rich. Okay, well, I'm just. But I'm just pointing out yeah. like you like for your kids at the end of the school year schools were closed did you get chromebooks or any like materials no. from the school you didn't they give us materials but not chromebooks oh, okay. the, the only the only yeah. school district we go to they're in private school okay within okay. central bucks so it's not as it's hoi, different it they figured you had a chromebook anyway okay see <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know yeah okay so, so com- yeah, central bucks probably does that but also like think about all of the like penridge wouldn't but think about all the families that do do homeschooling, right? All the time, regardless of this. Yeah, they might not use Chromebooks, and I've personally been teaching on Chromebooks, and I hate it. I would rather have like material yes. in front of me, yeah. like yeah. tactile, like in a classroom. Like me too. Here is a math sheet. I don't want to look yeah. at the computer. So no. there are options to like give materials out if you wanted to do distance learning. Are there like do schools well, do that? I'm not sure that they do, but they could. If you can, if option you can, C. if you can, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like you can do distance learning. Like if yes. the school was like, we're going to do distance learning, um, but each week or each month you're going to come and pick up your packet of materials that your yeah. kids have to do. That's an option that might be cheaper than a Chromebook I and more feasible right. for right. families that don't have the option to use the internet. And I honestly think that that's how kids learn in school. So like why? Why couldn't that be an option? Yeah, I don't think they're going to learn as good on a device, they're not. They're a not. phone, they're not. Like it's iPad. Too much. They're burning out. You're going to you're going to create a different person. Yeah, they're going to figure out how to read and write. They won't know how to write anything down. Yeah, I was writing cursive in front of in front of Ethan the other day, his son. Yeah, and he 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 was like, they don't know what they don't is. even they don't even learn it. I forget now. what he said to me, but it was something, and I and I I looked up to talk shit to him, and then I was like, I can't even say anything to you right now. To give you like to give you a problem about this because like you're not you're not learning this like in first grade no, we were barely, learning cursive they barely learn how to write in first grade now yeah let's be honest it's tough yeah yeah and like what you're saying though like you know John to your point about like the two options so this was what created like the big divide on Facebook was people were saying there needs to be another option. Like it can't just be either go back full force or we stay home because what about going back with a middle ground? So I get that. Like part-time back. Or like part-time back or like going back with like precautions. But then this is the issue that that brings is that where where is the precautions that make everyone comfortable? Because someone's going to want the kids in masks all day. Someone's going to want them 
spacing out. Someone won't want them eating lunch yeah, in the you classroom. Can eat lunch it's, together, and that's not a normal school environment, right? You know, kids are going to start grouping off in like COVID kids, non-COVID. I was kids. just going to say, and like, I'm so co- disappointed right and now. The COVID kids are going to be like shunned to a table, and they're going to be like using their hand sanitizer. They're not even going to be at a table together. They're going to be all yeah, they're like going to be six alone. feet alone, <laughs> and then all six the feet other, apart. All the other kids well, are like, oh, it's going to be a whole thing of um. It's we're It's going to be a lot of room. kids homeschooled. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of homeschooled kids in the fall, and totally. my kids maybe maybe them too because I don't want to send them back if they have to go and in, in, I won't send them back if they have to wear masks. If you have to, if you I have to send your you. kids back mm-hmm. to a lesser experience right. than you can What's provide at home, What's the point? then you're just yeah. underserving you. And I and I definitely think I think in our country we put an over reliance on teachers. Some people might disagree and say the teachers don't do enough. Some might do too much. But, like, you're seeing now maybe more of an appreciation for where kids were in school from the parents. I know. But I think what we'll see in long-run data is inferior parents. Because when your kids start having, like, in five years, like, your kid still has a reading level and hasn't progressed the three grades or five grades he should have by now because, like, you aren't taking right, the time. Right. It's you. It's you, be on you. It's like all on you. Just so what's interesting and what plays off of the divide for like the central bucks, like two options and everybody's like, well, we need a third option. Like that's parallel to our political system right now. Yeah. So mm. what like what you see yeah, in that context grounds. is like even if even if y- people are fighting over the two options they're being forced to choose one over the other. But if you were to give them some middle ground, right. like a big open area, maybe not an option, but like something in there, I bet you could get 80%, if not more of those people who are fighting between those two options to come to that middle ground. It's never, so I saw a petition earlier going around that was sent to me for Council Rock. And it was a petition for several things. They wanted to change the name of Council Rock North's football team from the Indians. They wanted to change Council Rock's name from Council Rock because Council Rock is representative of an actual rock in Tyler State Park. The Damn count, that rock. Which was a Native American-like conversations oh piece. Gosh. They want to have all the teachers start teaching LGBT things. Like, there was parameters for racial things that need to be taught. There was parameters for, like, all of these new educational considerations. And the first and only takeaway I had from the entire petition, I read through the whole thing. I was like, people are putting off the responsibility of teaching their kids not to be racist pieces of shit back onto the teachers again. Instead of, like, saying, oh, at home, this is how we do things. I'm going to send my kids into the school as good human beings. Mm -hmm. It's, our teachers have to be teaching our kids how to be good human beings. It's not, in my, I think I'm good at learning. And I think that what you need to create, what I consider, like, my best situation to learn the fastest or is you have to create like an open relaxed environment where people can ask questions and like experience and like have conversations school you're you're not allowed to talk you have to ask permission to go to the bathroom it's a very systematic procedural like we're creating robots 
robots. Right. And like, I'm not even like the guy who's like, we're creating robots. I'm just right. like, when you, it doesn't, if you take a couple minutes to reflect on it and you look at like how everything is done and then you're like, everybody's fighting on Facebook. You're like, well, of course they are. Right. I'm on Facebook. I'm friends with everybody I went to high school and on Facebook, but I never really talked to any of them right, in high school. I've never had a conversation with Jonathan, whatever, Liz Last McDonald. Like I like you just like you you assume things about these people based upon what you remember of them from high school or what they post on Facebook. So right. like you're like, oh, that dude's a liberal this or this guy's a conservative that just because he posts, but like you don't realize that that guy probably has. 80% of the same viewpoints as you, right. but you're only focusing on that one thing. So you open yourself up when you post. There is also, unfortunately, a consideration that you should be making. Like, well, how how will the world take this? Like, is this ad? Is, am I virtue signaling right now? Did I read this article and can I make a better impact in someone's day by posting it? Am I seeing this? Am I just like upset by this? So like, I'm just going to share how upset I am to make more people upset. Like, what is the intention behind your post? Right, and that's what and nobody slow you. Now. you I don't think people think, think about, about it. it. Nobody stops. You, unfortunately, you have to think more about it now because you are you're upsetting people, and then it also I think causes you, think you more about angst. It. Mm-hmm. I think you got to think less about it. I think yeah. people got to take the politically correctness because all it's right. doing is causing problems. It's uh, I think if people were less politically correct, people right. would then have to confront right. things that made them feel uncomfortable. But people don't like feeling uncomfortable. Right. So if everyone's pol- politically correct and is a vanilla box, then no one has to right. feel uncomfortable, and you can right. all be robots. Right. Now I disagree with you in the schools in this area because there are a lot of good school districts. So like people say, why is Central Bucks a good school district? And the, a lot of it has to do with like how they allow their teachers to teach. What so, were you disagreeing with? Because I might have said something. Because you said like all this, all the kids are like. They had to ask permission to go to the bathroom. Well, there's a very good reason for that. Like, you can't just have kids wander out of classrooms and not know where they went. So they ask permission so that I, the teacher can keep a, a track on the kid in the hallways. But they give them the freedom at a very young age in grade school after kindergarten. In kindergarten, the bathroom's in the classroom, right? Mm-hmm. But after first grade, they're allowed to go in the hall. And they had to get a hall pass, so they got to ask for that pass. I do think that kids, are, depending on what school district you're in, they're not taught as robots. Like a lot of school districts give their teachers a lot of freedom to teach them how they want to teach them. I think there's some really good. So I think just generalizing that, I agree that I was more so talking to like the education we came up in. I came up very like, well, you came up in the the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But like I'm saying the education that like Danielle came up in, or we came up in this area or larger schools or schools over the school that Mm. you went to, you like, but you were privileged. That's in schools in this area, though. Like what you're, the way you you watch people interact with each other is very indicative of them and their abilities to like check their ego and solve problems. Yeah, but I think schools how they teach is very different upon school district, and that's one of the. I think when people decide what school district they're going to be in, it's very important to understand how much leeway teachers are given, and in this area. Some schools are very strict because they want to conform to the guidelines because they need to get more money from the state, mm-hmm. right? If they don't conform to the guidelines, they start to lose their funding. And I think there's a fundamental flaw in that. But um, And then a lot of like a lot of private schools, like Buckingham Friends School, is almost like a college campus for really young kids. They give them assignments. They have to have their own responsibility to do things. So I think there is options out there. The question is, does school become more uniform and collective after this coronavirus? Because if you look at the guidelines of what they want to do, 
with the school districts, Council Rock, Central Box, they essentially want to make the kids single file lines down hallway, stay six feet apart, right. one way hallways. Um, and I wonder if it becomes this like authoritarian disciplined way of school and does that is that bad for younger kids to get even more disciplined and no I, I don't know if people can like judge that i think that's very difficult and i, I understand like everyone has their own different opinion of my opinion was purely based upon like the way i see our peer group and, and age on group. facebook yeah okay like interacting what they're doing with their lives what our social socio-economic problems are as a nation like we we very much pumped out a bunch of robots in our generation and like the millennial generation that are now being expected to be complex thinkers. Yeah. And be able to step back and be like, Oh, that's a, that like everybody's attached to the ideas of their thoughts. Like your thought like has its own existence now. It's like, okay, I thought that and now I need to protect my thought. Because it, because I just gave birth to it, I need to protect it like it's, like it's my offspring. I, if anybody comes along and challenges my thought, I'm going to slay them. But I also think that comes down to parenting. Are you allowing your parent? Are you allowing? But that was the whole my my whole yeah, point. Yeah. Are you allowing your kids that much power? Like, are you teaching them discipline or consequences or boundaries? But I think what Danielle was saying more so, like your the petition was like, okay, are you either going? to homeschool or are you going to go back to school as no, mm-hmm. as it normally was mm-hmm. not this new conformed right. school situation yeah, I think that, and that was an idea but I yeah don't, I, like like that was I think that girl's idea and sure. I think a lot of people were like super drawn to that because there's so many people that want to just go back to normal right mm-hmm. and then there's so many people that are very fearful of that and I understand the, the reasoning behind that as well. So it's kind of like, well, where do we go from here? So in, in her presentation of that, it seems like, okay, well, this kind of covers both parties. But the, the there party is a middle that ground. There and is, most people right. will find usually meet on a middle ground if they can talk to each other. But right. you're right, like back, going back to what you were saying, and you were saying, most people cannot talk on social media. Like if you were face-to-face, I was like, hey, right. Jonathan, why do you think that? Because and I didn't agree with you. We could probably talk about it. And I'd be like, no, oh, well, actually, I can maybe see where you're coming from saying that. Yeah, but on social media, think about it's it. Very it's different. so different. Because it's you different. know that as soon as you're writing and posting on there, that everybody's going to see what you're writing. Yeah, So you're writing it in a more defensive way. Or yeah, you're and more you of are like your being stance. more defensive. Yeah. yeah. When if you, just, like, if you society. and I were just chatting with each it other, is. like we it could be is. like. It really is. There's going to be a counter social media movement. And you guys already yeah. were talking about, like Ariel was talking about. like It you, just started five seconds you ago. You have to be more, you <laughs> have to be more <laughs> like be authentic and real. And I think, I really think if people were less politically correct, we'd have a whole lot less problems. Because then yeah, you can call out right. the a-hole who's just being an a-hole and be like, yo, man, you're an a-hole. Stop yeah. being like that. And also I think just honestly, like a lot of the problem is like people like, um, like our generation and generations like beyond us are like we're growing up where we're like we're giving we're given this power where parents are like no be a strong person defend your platform and it's like yeah you should defend your platform but you should also be open minded and we're a very right. closed minded society yes, especially it's one way or this way it's like okay if someone dis- if you're like no I agree I think this and and I'm like 
well, I can see why you think that. Right. Like, I, still I won't don't agree say, with you. Yeah. But I won't say right. that if I'm like, no, I have to defend what yeah. I'm saying. And like, that's not really the right way to be. Like, right. I, I could have my opinion, but I could also listen to your opinion with an open mind and say, well, that makes sense why you might think that. Mm. I might still think this, but I can talk to you and be reasonable about right. it. We're not, a, our society, we are not taught to do that. There's different perspectives. Everyone has a different perspective and when they're coming fine. at something. That's right? totally fine. I, I'm like, look like, at my I'm coaster and look at your coaster. And Yo, why are you judging my coaster? My coaster's this way. Your coaster's that way. But I don't, like, I don't what I'm saying is like, that. there's no, a lot. No, what I, my point is, there's so yeah. many, there's so many there's subconscious so things that you do yeah, there is. that there you is. don't realize that you do. Like, if you watch your father or if you watch your mother, you start to do things that they did, and and if you're really like hyper focused of, it, it's like, wow, I pick up and put down that object exactly how my parents did it. <laughs> but there's so many things that you're just you're not understanding in your life from your upbringing that has an influence on your thoughts and now and and i think the more you read the more you talk to people yeah. you'd be like wait a minute i grew up in a very like fucked up area i really should like refocus and relearn and restudy and i don't think i think that's what you're talking about people don't do that they don't self-reflect like wait what if my perspective's wrong well i don't think they even understand how to think they might be wrong i think yeah. they're just like this but, is the right this is right whatever's in here is right and whatever someone else says is wrong. Yeah. And, and they don't know how to talk. They it's don't like know there's how to only talk one way or this way. It's like, well, you can see both sides. Yeah. If you have, like, you know, any sort of checks and balance in your own head, totally. you can see both sides, but then you form your own opinion. You know, it's like yeah. taking it all in, digesting it, and then letting it stick, like, yeah. with any situation. Yeah. But it's just not the way people process and deal with stuff the right now. The best it's way tricky. I heard it described, because I'm very opinionated. I used to be way more opinionated, but it's usually based in like education or reading or thought. Like my opinions usually aren't baseless. Right. Um, but I would get so wrapped up in things and like somewhere I heard either some sort of like yogi or s like somebody, it was a jujitsu guy. Somebody was like, your ideas are just like, w what if your ideas were just like somebody, something like another thing? Mm -hmm. Like what if ideas were like, aliens and like your ideas came in and out but they weren't actually yours you just like had them like you just held on to the ideas like you were just putting fuel in your tank and then you burn the fuel off so like if you look at your ideas as not really like your ideas right. but like just things you have right now and then like you d they're not like you don't get attached to them it's much more beneficial, and it has done me leaps and bounds. Like I, I'm doing the description of leap like a disservice. Oh, I remember it was actually Joe Rogan, Lord Joe Rogan, said that like, <laughs> imagine that like ideas were like light, and like light goes through the galaxies and everything like that. But like, what if ideas were like like light, and that like they came into us, and like my ideas could go then into you, and like we didn't really have control over them. They were just like the energy of the ideas were just moving around. So like the idea that like you are having this idea is not <laughs> real. It's not real. Like I could have yeah. this idea just like you could have this idea. So like we should, no, 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 no. I'm, no, no. I'm so connecting. So You're, you understand, you know what I'm saying? Like people, people think like, well, I, I thought this. So like now I like, and that's like what I I'm saying with the protected. It's, like, it's like, it's yeah. like, what if, yeah. like, what if you well, just you like thought, your ground. Right. what if like you could think through things like in the sense, like, okay, I thought this, now you put it over here and you think through it again in whatever the context of like you're thinking about just like go through all the scenarios play them out in your head and like be comfortable with all of them so right. that like when they're presented to you outside 
not on your terms. And like, this is what I do in particular. Like, I'll run through things. Like if somebody were to like start a fight with me, like out in the hallway right now, I would murder them because I probably like already like riding my bicycle down the street. I'm like, well, what would I do if somebody like broke it? Like, right. and that's just like yeah, one of the idea. weird things or like yeah. in business, like I'm always thinking about like, okay, like what if this happens or like, what do we have to do with this person? Or like, if I do this with this person, like how do I get this person to like be better to this person? Or like, how do I get the result that I want? And a lot of times if I just like think about it nonstop, I can just go through every possibility of like what I can imagine would happen. I'm sure there's more possibilities that like when it actually does happen, I'm just like, yeah. Are you saying that you can light someone else's candle and still be on fire? Yeah. Is that what I, you're saying? I burn all night long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to follow you guys. Uh, I just, <laughs> no, it's just a weird <laughs> idea. It's, it's no, a I weird do idea. get it. I, I understand what you're saying. Like, if you kind of let things come and let them pass, as easy as they come, let them pass through you. Like, kind think of, of like them more of as of objective thoughts than mm-hmm. subjective. Like, yeah, it's just like, oh, I we're thought that. in a very subjective way. Like, maybe if you're my teacher and you have strong views about something, I'm going to take those on, and now those are my strong views. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we just learn all of the information, we can make our own inferences. Right, like what in right. in relation? But there are certain things that you have to accept because you just got to move on because your well, brain sure. can only take so much, right? You're right. Like you, the one right. thing is like it's blue, the same blue that you see. Right. Okay. Well, well, yeah, I don't have time for that. Have to be a truth. <laughs> I don't. I don't subscribe. You know, in a sense, there has to be a truth or some sort of standard or principles that you live your life based off of. Comes or back you'll to just be, usually comes back to some sort of faith or some sort yeah, of spiritual. Yeah, you'll just be lost. Where you have to have the guidelines lost. and moral compasses, and that goes right. back to the society is lacking yeah. those. Exactly. Like five traits. And, and right now it's very, yeah. So when I see these people like commenting either like negatively on somebody else's post, like say if I saw somebody saying something about your store negative, mm-hmm. usually I'm just like, that person is just like an inferior example of what hum- humans are. Like, I look at it, I'm like, well, that person, like, I don't ever feel bad for them. Some people might say, like, oh, like, I feel bad for that person. They're obviously, like, in a... Like, if someone in wrote a, bad a way negative or comment yeah. on yeah, story, it's a, Yeah, it's kind of like... You, right, like, you're like, why did you have to put that out there? Yeah, it's like people nowadays feel like they're getting... They're living their lives in a place that is yielding depression, anxiety, sleeplessness, like all these, these, and this endless list of problems, quote unquote problems that everybody has. Mm. And it's really come, it really comes down to like a internal conflict that is very hard to identify. It's people living valueless lives. Mm -hmm. And like, that sounds intense. The cubicle, like I, I do a tremendous amount of work and like, people are always like, Oh, like, and like, I'm, this isn't even my ego. People are like, oh, you work out so hard, or you do this so hard, or you do this. I'm like, I'm not doing this so you say to me, you do that so hard, or you do that so great. You're I'm doing, doing this because you. I'm, I'm like, I inside, I am dealing with so much turmoil that mm. the only way I know how to make myself feel better right. is to per- pursue greatness, right? And yeah. just attack it nonstop. Because when I slow down and stop attacking it, you have to feel. I just, stuff. I start feeling. I start just like. I mean, people are attacking each other because they don't have their reason why in their life. And that's what, like, I don't feel bad for those people. I just know they haven't identified it yet. Well, I think those people, people want a challenge. They're like, this is what I feel. I'm going to have a tantrum and I want someone to challenge me because I don't know how to handle my own emotions because I was never taught how to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to take your negative review. It's like you venting and it's like, that's fine. But like... Mm -hmm. 
when you read what you're venting, does this sound like an actual problem or you had a problem? Like you're not dealing with your own problem. Mo- right. Most yeah. things when people say stuff is their own issues that they're talk trying to talk and through. They don't know how to and, figure it and out. And they don't know how to figure it out. Yeah. They're talking it out and it's projecting. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um we're that's all what getting I, our I, psychology degree by the end no, of the session. No, that's what I tell people <laughs> no, my Instagram totally stories are. Yeah. <laughs> people are like, who are you talking to? I'm like, myself. myself. <laughs> the, I guess, like, one of the risks of being quiet is that other people, like, fill in the silence and, like, just try to fill in your own story, which yeah. may not be the truth or what it is. What it's, do you mean? Like, you didn't post on your story today, so you must be dead kind of thing? Sort of. Like, what's wrong with you? I think people, mm. I think he's that's more so saying, No, man, I like, had a bad hair day. Leave me alone. <laughs> Like if you sometimes if you don't post, people are like, like you've said this before. If you aren't posting, people are like, well, why didn't you post this or why didn't you post this or why aren't you taking a side? And people are offended that you aren't yeah. getting involved in all the drama. And it's like, why do right. I have to get involved in the drama? Right. I have my opinion and I don't need to share it with you. I did. I did catch f- catch some heat from not taking the side. People thought I or the loud. The, uh, like I didn't make my presence known the way some people thought I should. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, look, everybody's making their presence known right now. Right. Silence is good. Well, like, like I say to him, I'm like, sometimes, sometimes like the, when there's certain people in history that were such profound speakers and not necessarily because they were good speakers was, it was because they were completely silent all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And then when they opened their mouths, Mm -hmm. everybody was like, it's good. Because okay. they had time to like take those thoughts and make them not their own thoughts, but the objective thoughts. And oh, give the thoughts to other people with the thoughts and the thoughts and the things. My brother <laughs> and my grandfather have an incredible way of just sitting there in silence, and then all of a sudden, those will be like a pe- like you'll be like, "Oh, pup has got the floor." Here he comes, <laughs> and you know it's gonna be something like he might go back thirty minutes in conversation. But it's gonna be like the tidbit you walk away with that day. Right, like, oh, right. Shit. We should thinking about I, it. And then yeah. like I leave that event being like, I need to just shut up and just like force pup up to talk more and figure out how to get that done. <laughs> yeah, it's got so much to say. Yeah, see, he's had decades of ahead of you. Yeah, I like yeah. talking. To grow more wise. I really like talking to that Generation. seventy-five to eighty-five, too. especially right now. Yes. I do too. Because they've been in situations similar to what we're going through, not the same, but like in terms of like they've the world conflict. and yeah, yeah things, and they've like gone through great sh- depression, struggle, or yeah. they or they learn how to be silent and talk only when it's important, or they learn they how will to be the same way. Their own Maybe problems. just talking to a seventy-five-year-old, whether it's now in time or a hundred years ago in time, do they, we? They were just like, I ain't saying shit until like it's important. We literally created a show to talk. So I, I was going to say, gonna I, be hope the podcast isn't, um, I hope the podcast is retired by when you guys learn to stop <laughs> talking. <laughs> well, I think it's just more that that generation. <laughs> Damn it. Hopefully you guys oh, put down the mic by then. Sorry, guys. This is well, the that... last episode of the podcast. <laughs> we'll t- it was a good run. We're going to reflect the rest of our lives. That generation learned how to have conflicts and they learned how to deal with them by talking through them and getting through them without necessarily being this way or that way. They could be like, well, I could agree with that guy, but I also think this. Mm-hmm. And that was like acceptable. It was and acceptable then. Now it's, it's not, not acceptable. You have to be this you way or that way. It's or very the other. polarizing. It is. With everything. With everything. It's like you have to be one side or the other. Yeah. With, you know... I know one side you should. Yeah, there's like only I one side. I don't know if I should. I know. 
This is being recorded. Organon's Market. <laughs> Organon's Market side. Yeah. That's the side you should If be you're on. shopping in a market anywhere near us, it should be Organon's. Like, like, like seriously, McGriff's. I love Organon's. McCaffrey, McCaffrey's? No. McCaffrey's. McCaffrey's? McCaffrey's? Screw that place. Yeah. Organon's yeah. is the place. <laughs> they do Take them down. We they should protest McCaffrey's. <laughs> McCaffrey's. McCaffrey's? Yeah, we're going to get over <laughs> there. We're going to there yeah. we're gonna get, cousin, we're gonna get Cousin Billy and some Molotov cocktails <laughs> and go to McCaffrey's. Just, okay, but I will. <laughs> They're coming after us if that place goes oh, down. No. <laughs> I will say, like, you have a, a small, like, in comparison to going into, like, McCaffrey's or um, a giant or something, you have a smaller store, but you have, like, curtailed it to, like, what people want to shop in. Mm -hmm. Like, when you walk in, you feel, like, that friendly, welcoming, like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. You're well, You're shopping in our store. Right, right, it's right. It's not, like, a store. It's our store. Not so And we big. want to help you find what you yeah. want. We have a person in the area where there's supplement and, like, holistic, like, I mean, like, all of the, like, the body products, the proteins, the supplement. Like, there's someone there that you, that's just, like, hey, can I help you find something? Right. And, like, you can ask them questions and you don't feel, like, uncomfortable or, like, you're not... It's it's just it is it's like more like a community based and you feel welcomed in there. Mm. And no. I like I so I like shopping in a place like that more than in Giant when you're like. Can I get some hot help cold. on aisle three? <laughs> and the, and the, the robot like comes around and it's like the robot's like, like trying to get oh around you. Oh gosh, this is and so then, terrible. Like, it's like clean up aisle thirteen. <laughs> you, you're talking about Giant, like you know how you get help real fast in Giant. You just smash an applesauce. <laughs> the oh robot's right over there. there <laughs> this is why. <laughs> I always had that theory, though, on retail that the big box stores would eventually get taken down. Yeah. Then the COVID came, and they're the only ones supposed to be open. But oh, like when you go into a ski but shop, you're not buying skis from Walmart. You're going to a specialty shop because people in there right. have knowledge. And if you're going to a suit store, you're not going to right. buy a suit at, you know, Hopefully not men's warehouse, but you're buying a suit somewhere where someone actually knows something about suits. Right, right. So to go into your store, you're going into a store where people actually know the chicken. Right. They know Ted before he was killed. Right. That's <laughs> Ted. Ted. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just a very much smaller scale place where you know you can these people can identify. They 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 spoke with the farmers handpicked the products, you know, made sure, like, the whole idea behind when we first opened was we want to make sure that everybody knows that anything they buy in here is organic and or non-GMO. So they don't have to do that vetting process. Like, when you go to a normal grocery store back in the, like, before this opened, then that was what I did, obviously. Now I have not been in a normal store in, like, seven years. But I go, I, you know, would walk in and you're just like, Oh God, where do I start? You know, I got to go to the perimeter. I got to go in. I got to go out. You got to like weasel your way through and figure it all out. Read labels. It was kind of like, here's the one-stop shop. You don't have to read labels. We already did it for you. So I guess it'll be curious to see, you know, if we have you back on the, on the, the show and upcoming future, how the expansion went of scaling a non, a small grocery store, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you can keep that same feeling by scaling. Right. Right. You'll be Trader Joe's. <sighs> you never know. That would be amazing. That would be cool. I love Trader Joe's, but you also have a different quality product than Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. Like, I can go yeah. to Trader Joe's and I can get most things on my list, but then I'm like, mm, I wasn't able to get a couple things where I can come into yeah. your store and I'm like, 
I can get all of the things. Probably. Trader Joe's is really, really good at their marketing and mm-hmm. like their packaging is awesome and it just this yeah, feels and I'm not really fun on, there. I'm not Oh no, no, I know you're not. I'm just saying like what I think also, but it's just, it's different. It's a different experience. Yeah. What I feel like they do so good is like their packaging, their marketing, like it feels fun in there. You feel like you're doing something good for yourself by being in there. Yeah. But, but like there's a lot of stuff in there that is not really good. It just looks good. Yeah. They also have, um, sorry, my mic's. It's your cord. It's, I know. Okay. I got it. Um, (laughs) you, when you walk into Trader Joe's, you feel good, yeah. and it's because those people are super welcoming. You have created that in your store as well. I feel like I'm walking into Trader Joe's. It's the same mm-hmm. kind of experience as like tra- walking to Trader Joe's. It's like these people are welcoming you, and you're like, I want to shop here because everyone's like super happy, and right. they want to be working here and helping you. Right, right. And that's like, yeah, that's I like grocery shopping, but like that's how you want a grocery shop. Yeah. You want to like enjoy it. feel good it. there. Yeah. Yeah, you want to like, feel good. Okay, cool. Everyone likes their job. Yeah. And when we were talking about the um, social media, the social media things, like how can you like bring it back to like not just being like a gimmicky thing and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, I think sometimes you guys do like your. Um, employee favorite picks and mm-hmm. stuff. And I think that's cool because it's like, okay, like yeah. these people work here and right. they're picking their favorite products in your store. Yeah. And that's like very relatable. Um, yeah. And then it's like, oh, I've never tried that. Right, Let me exactly. Try that. It spotlights something different in a yeah. different way to be like, oh, okay, I'll try that kind of cereal. You know, they would know they try yeah, they it all. Work here. So, they yeah. probably tried it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. So I, I literally like, like, I like that when they do that. Too. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Or when too. you do that. But it's whoever fun. makes it does it. Yeah, yeah. When the staff gets it, because they are there all the time. So they have like, access to trying everything so it's nice when they pick something and spotlight it it does shine a new light on it yeah that's cool so i agree i think we killed it <laughs> great <laughs> podcast i think we killed it this is a power this is a little power team here we'll have to talk uh local business and websites <laughs> and gmo food again i think like, we i feel like we could have gone down some rabbit holes today oh I my gosh sure. yes Take two, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have to take two. <laughs> um, so, like, what are your like? What's the social media that you just want to plug out? Like, do you have like your Instagram yeah. for um, at local spotlight with Danielle on Instagram and Facebook? Um, obviously, at Organins, which most of you I'm sure are aware of. It's been around a lot longer, and. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. Just the local spotlight, which is if any there's any local entrepreneurs or local business people with ideas that are doing something cutting edge or even just have been in business for a long time and have something special to share, want to inspire others, reach out to me. I'd love to come out and talk with you. And then uh, if you're looking for a natural, organic, healthy, alternative place to shop, please stop at Organins and see us on Durham Road in Carousel Village and soon to be in Doylestown. It was awesome. Uh, yes, yeah, so this was the After Five podcast. You can find us at After Five Life. This was Andrew, Ariel, and Jonathan. Thanks for listening.